the barbershop back in the building. Thank you, everybody out there in podcast land for tuning in and choosing to listen to us one last time. For, well, actually, one more time before Christmas. We'll say that. I'm not going to say for the year, but one more time before Christmas. I'm your host, Mark Gray, player's voice, the barbershop. To my right, the man who needs no more introduction, the nine-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA. Mm-hmm. Okay, never know. maybe not. But Demar Johnson, what's good, bro? What's up, man? Happy uh, Merry Christmas to you, bro. Merry Christmas to you and the rest. Thanks, people listening. And to my left, the three-time producer of the year. This man needs no more more Grammys than most people know what to do with. What's up, A1? What's up, man? Real quick, I want to extend you um, an olive branch. No. Take back horrible things you've said about Kirk Cousins this season and calling him a mediocre quarterback and all that stuff. As I said to you, and not just me, the numbers say, he's a good quarterback at home. Against bad teams, that's a proven fact. <laughs> like, there, his he plays very well at home against bad teams. That's, there's no denying that. But I mean, I'm so, did he go tear down Foxborough or something this weekend, and I wasn't aware of it or something? Did he go to Lambeau and get a W? Did he go to Seattle and get a W? Did he go to any one of those domes, Atlanta, New Orleans? Any of them go pick up a W? Okay, I'm just lost about. Like, you know, he has one road win on the year. And it was against Jay Cutler. He did. Get, get. Give me the opportunity early. It's a PG show, so I'm just going to ask you a question. If you were me, what do you think that you would tell you to do with your olive branch? <laughs> just a question. I'd be your olive branch. Dude. <laughs> olive branch. You like that? But just, just two weeks ago, what a difference a week makes. Oh, two weeks ago, when we was discussing the Cowboy game. You said in your text message, Matt screenshot and put it up there for our fans. You said, I mean, if you want to make an argument that Kirk Cousins is not a good quarterback, I'm with that. I understand that. When you were trying to kick Deshaun uh, seven catches, 156 yards. That's what the uh, that's when what you're I trying said. to kick him off the team. Okay. Remember when you and the rest of the Redskin Nation was trying to get Deshaun Jackson on the first thing smoking up out of here. Yeah, shout out to Deshaun too. You finally oh, made up okay. for that yeah. stupid uh, punt return. Yeah, I was trying to get rid of that boy. That boy is a real deal weapon, man. He made up for that punt return right after he did it. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. What it was? What, he what scored does it every game he's came back. Exactly, and the, and the Redskins fans are really trying to get rid of him. That's crazy. And we, I, I'm just going to be so happy when you guys start cut cousins to ten years, two hundred and fifty-two million. You about to get this A Rod money up off of y'all real quick, and that's going to be hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> it's just, and then you guys will be drafting a new quarterback uh, next week, uh, the, the, the following year, man, and a new coach. Hilarious! And it'll just be our business as usual. Anyway, let's get right into the show. As a one is for some reason your job doesn't even talk, but you start to show off for talking. That's <laughs> <laughs> CJ, come back, man. This dude, you know, you free up some shots, and then a one just decides, hey, this is my time to go, man. I'm with you, A1. Get him up, baby. Yeah. Um, back before we get into the football, I wanted to touch on uh, another guy who's – I just never really expected his career to go this way. Dwight Howard, unhappy again, third home, third different places unhappy with um, – what, what do you make of this again, DJ? Um, is he unhappy? Because I heard quotes where he said he wasn't complaining. I can. He said that everywhere he's been, though. Yeah, but I can see why he would be unhappy. I mean, I didn't know what, what he expected. Fifth on the team in Absolutely. shot attempts. Absolutely. I mean. Say what you want about Dwight Howard. He's not a fifth option. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's he's not a first. No, but he's not a fifth. 
Nah, he's not a fifth. But when you when you when you want a team where where you know when James Harden dominates the ball and and then you know when he draws in people, he he's finding guys that spotted up for shots. It's it's not really an offense that's you know allowing Dwight to do a lot of post ups. And the thing is, when Dwight gets the ball in the post, he's not really doing anything with it. Guys are guarding him one on one, playing good defense. They're not doubling him. He can't really. He doesn't have the post work to really, you know, get his shot off. Now, what he can do is run down the floor and get you and seal you pretty early under the rim, and then he not, he can, he can, you know, get to the free throw line or get some buckets that way. But his post work still hasn't, I think, it hasn't came to what they thought it was going to be when they brought him there with, you know, Kevin McHale and, you know, Yao Ming and Hakeem and all them guys that they have, you know, at his disposal. I, three years, five, six years, when he was in Orlando, he was on his way to dominating the league. And, you know, the argument would be he's no Akeem Olajuwon, to which I would say there's no David Robinsons or Patrick Ewing's in the league, so it doesn't really matter. You right. know what I mean? No, you don't need him to be Akeem Olajuwon. But in a league with no centers, you would think that he got a physical specimen that big, that strong, that athletic. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just really weird what his career has become. I, I, I definitely thought by this time, you know, he'd be knocking – he'd be – Putting his name on the on the list with some of the greatest who ever did it to did excuse me do it, but I thought that the knock on Dwight was going to be that there was he had never had any competition, and now that's not the case at all. It doesn't really matter whether there's no competition. He still has no competition at the center position, and he still can't dominate. Yeah, I mean when you when you given that many gifts, I mean God going to take something from you. You know you can't be big, strong, athletic. You know be able to shoot, have post moves, and all that. Unless you're, I mean, Demarcus Cousins. He can do all that stuff. He, this dude can't do anything. Yeah, he can't do, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, let me know this on the outside looking in. It, it, this whole time with Dwight Howard, it seems like he was, how would I want to word this, amongst the players, like the least respected superstar I can remember mm-hmm. of like this, you know what I mean? I can't remember where every time somebody speaks that, we're yet to hear one superstar speak up in his defense mm-hmm. at any team he's ever been at. You know, and we've seen countless amount of people take shots at him with, I mean, just whether it be on the, whether it be basketball, he just seems very much unliked in locker rooms, um, the flip-flopping, the, com- the the complaining, you know, whether it's Kobe saying he's not, uh, we just heard a lot of people who have a lot of accolades call that man out. Right, it's weird. I mean, it's uh, maybe there's different things behind it. I know. A lot of people think he's he jokes around too much, that he clowns and smiles too much when, I mean, Shaq joked around a lot. I don't know if Shaq done a lot of smiling on the court like he does, but you know, Shaq joked around a lot. And you and I don't know if you know, you know when Dwight Howard first came in the league, he tried to like preach to people. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I saw. I I remember a piece on him before, when he was in high school, and his goal was it was a behind the lines thing, outside the lines, and he said that he was going to his goal was to change the NBA logo to have a um, picture of a cross right. and a basketball. And that was right. his goal. Da, 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 da. Fast forward, dude's got like four or five kids, you know. Right, three different exactly. <laughs> He's <laughs> preaching it and guys that stop, you know, with girls and drinking and all this. And this kid got 25 kids and 11 yeah. baby moms. Right, and, right. Uh-huh. And guys, so guys might, you know, think he's kind of a you know hypocrite for, for that. But, I mean, it was in due time. He was young. He didn't know. Once you get into that life, I mean – Girls throwing this stuff at you. Maybe what are you gonna do? I, I don't should blame have it at all. You should have walked on him. Right, right. I don't you know. I don't blame him at all. Of that yeah. it's just the the preaching part, you know. Yeah, but and and now, 
I mean, I, I, I don't really, I don't really know what it is. I don't know if he's, you know, acting like he's a tough guy to some of these guys, or maybe they, they don't quite, you know, respect it. Maybe you know, is Shaq always teasing him because he tried to take on Shaq's persona with the whole Superman thing? And and at first, when you you try to compare this guy to Shaq, and now I never, I never thought that was fair to Shaq. And now you look at it, it's like, man, how much disrespect you know can you possibly get? You know, Shaq, he's probably maybe the best center ever. Shaq used to ride him hard to the point that it was definitely looked like it was personal, and obviously it was. Yeah. But at the end, it all turned out to be pretty much true. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he used to be like, this dude is a joke. You know, yeah. like, first of all, 20 and 10 is, is cakewalk, and this dude is more like an 18 and 13 guy. Mm-hmm. But he, he was more baffled about why he can't be getting 27 points. And Shaq used to always say that. Like, there's no reason to why Howard should not have 27 points. Like, he, I mean, he would break it down mathematically. Mm-hmm. You know, he's saying, you know, two buckets per quarter. And, and free throws, and you're at 27 points. You know, he's like, it's not that hard. You know, he just just break it down. He's like, you know, you should be able to get this just off of fast breaks, this amount off right. of that. You know, he break it down to like, yo, should have 10 and a half, 15. He's like, it's really not that hard. And Dwight Howard just never really took that next that next step. And then, and then the, the 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 way things ended in Orlando, like how he had the opportunity to be a free agent, cried, you know, was whining about he wanted to go to Brooklyn to play with a. Think KG and then was going no Darren Williams supposed to be going there, mm-hmm. then signs his extension in Orlando on his own free will, mm-hmm. and then the same week of signing it says he wants out. I don't, I've never heard of somebody signing a contract and then in the same week complaining about saying how and then demanding to be traded. You know, then goes to LA. I'm happy to be here. Then that whole ordeal. Then now you're in Houston. And I I think he is uh, a sideshow. That it, uh, it, I feel like his. God-given natural ability has just turned into nothing more than a sideshow, a smiling sideshow. Well, I think I think the Houston thing was 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 a bad move. I mean, when you I guess when you look at it and you see all the centers that they had there, they had success, and you maybe thought you can um you know fit into that, but the Lakers can do the same thing. He would have had a better chance of you know riding out you know with Kobe and taking over that team, and you know because right now Dwight Howard probably could be on the Lakers. Getting twenty four, twenty five. You think he's still that good? I think, yeah. I think if he, if you gave him the ball consistently, and and he was able to, you know, get the attempts up, I think he still, I think he still can do that. I haven't. You, I know you watch way more basketball than me at this time of year right now. I actually, uh, I don't think I've even caught a Rockets game yet. One, because I don't, I really don't like watching James Harden play, so I, I won't watch the Rockets unless they're playing somebody else. But so I'll defer to you and that what have you seen? So you do still see that, like, it's not that he's injured? No, it's not that he's injured. I see, what, like what I said earlier, I see him sprinting down the floor, catching you early in office, sealing you under the rim, getting the ball, getting fouled. Or he's still catching lobs, you know, getting his offensive rebound, getting his tip-ins. But he's just not getting the opportunity. I mean, it's basically a James Harden show. Then, you know, you got the other guys coming in, you know, Trevor's getting his shots up and – um, Corey Bulls coming in, getting his shots up, and they're not—they're just not going to Dwight at all. And I mean, even last year with Dwight, that was seventeen, eighteen, and like eleven or ten, and he didn't even get the ball like that. And this year is like average, like twelve. It's like horrible this year. But if he was able to get the ball, and they really needed him, you know, to throw the ball in the post and draw double teams, and you know, start their offense that way, I think he still could be a twenty-point scorer. I mean, you look at—if you look at in the Clipper land. Um, DeAndre Jordan gets you, what, 10, 12 points a game? 
They they don't have any offensive players for that guy whatsoever. Yeah. Like, none. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just in terms of lob passes, Mm -hmm. pick and roll, and getting offensive rebounds. Right. So, you have to believe that Dwight Howard should be able to get 12 points. DeAndre Jordan is basically showing that you can go out there and get 12 points on your own without any plays because they certainly don't run any plays for him. And so, you would figure that if they actually are running any plays, which it sounds like they're not, for Dwight, there's no reason for Dwight not to be at 20 points. Well, that's right. just that's just about what, what, what he's doing right now. I mean, they, they're giving the ball very little, and his points are basically coming off in mostly the same points that DeAndre come off. I mean, sometimes he'll get in the post. He'll make a good move. He'll get an and one. But if he was just able, because I see a lot of times where he'll run a screen and he'll he'll pop and he'll catch the ball at 15 foot and he'll look at the rim and just go somewhere else to look to pass it again. And if you could just hit that shot, you know, that'll, that's probably an extra 10 points for you a game. Do you see brighter days ahead, or just, have we seen the best? Have we seen the best of White Howard? We probably have seen the best of White Howard. Better days than what we got right going on right now, though, or Def, it has to be. It's definitely better days than what we got. What we seeing right now, but I, I think we have seen you know be the, the best of him. But yeah, I mean, it can't be worse than it can be, but I don't think it will be. How old is he? A one? Can you have that for us? Thirty. What to be on that? You see that? That was quick, right? You see that? Yeah. He probably made it up. <laughs> like, and the thing is, he even looked down like he's looking at something. So, Gofi, he's getting better. Like, we're talking about Dwight Howard, and he probably has Dwight Howard's information on there, don't you? My man, hey, what stepping the game up, man. Experience, man. He's first, know? he starts to show off by talking. <laughs> Are you starting your own show? You're getting ready to do your own show, aren't you? I might, I might be, man. You no, I'm talk, not. Nah. My man's starting his own show. He's branching off. My man, him and TJ. <laughs> okay, that's, hey. You see what's going on here, right, Slim? <laughs> we are the odd man out. That's okay. I got you. It's your own website. I got you. TJ's out looking at offices. That's why he don't come to work anymore. <laughs> and you just over here sharpening your tools. You know, today, today he was real late today. You yeah. never know. He, he might be looking at uh, looking at spaces with yeah, TJ. That's right. Okay, I'm on to something. Uh, TJ said it wasn't enough room for the, all three of us, huh? He needed more mic time. <laughs> and everyone's like, I, I agree. I think you need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh man, that's too funny. Uh you see Kobe came out and said his um top five players he ever played against? No. One name jumped out of there. That was real uh one of these names is not like the others. So here's the five. Five hardest players, uh top five players Kobe says he faced. Elijah one. Cool. Which actually I get it, except for the fact that he's a center. Yeah, so I'm not sure yeah. what the hell it is you were guarding him for. Or maybe, right. maybe he's talking about how Shaq, uh, Elijah used to abuse Shaq, and it was hard for him to watch. <laughs> maybe that's what he meant. See, uh, but he, Shaq wasn't on Kobe's team at that time. Because uh-huh. Shaq, Shaq wasn't on Kobe's team when he was facing you're right, Elijah Wong. You're right, you're right. Yeah, if Elijah Wong ran right, into the L.A. Shaq, right. it would have been a whole different story. Uh, you, you know what? You are right. That yeah. was a, he was in Orlando. Maybe he just felt bad for the way he picked right. on his friend. Right. Um, <laughs> MJ, fact. KD, fact. LeBron. Tony Allen, was Tony Allen on there? Stop, yo. He said Tony Allen was the toughest person to guard oh, him. okay, okay. Guard yeah, him, that's yeah. what I was saying. I can guard Tony Allen myself. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm pretty I, sure. I thought I heard something where he was like, he was naming all people. I, I thought I seen Tony Allen. Like, he, nah, they mentioned, they met, yeah, he said he was the toughest person who played him. And then the fifth person was Clyde Drexler. That is random. Clyde especially Drexler. considering the Clyde Drexler that he played against. I was thinking the same for Elijah one, actually. Yeah, yeah that's, that's but definitely the Clyde. Uh, actually, Olajuwon won was the league MVP in 95 and 96, which is, they won the championships in 95, 96, which has been Kobe's rookie year. So, um, 
definitely was. Elijah was still Clyde was done though. I mean, that is certainly yeah. I I wouldn't think that Clyde was doing anything uh spectacular because I mean that's not even Portland Clyde. That's second year in Houston Clyde. That's interesting. I mean, I, what 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 year did they win that that title with with Clyde when Clyde went with the Houston and they won? That's what they did. 95-96. They did back to back. That was huh. live ninety five and live ninety six. He was huh. there for the ninety six season, and then the year after that is when they brought in uh, Barkley and Pippen, and it mm. became a retirement home over there. That is interesting when you had you know guys in in the league like you know Tracy and Vince and Allen. That's I was expecting know, Tracy's name to be on there. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. And I, I and now he did fight president followed up by saying it's hard to pick five, which obviously it is, and there's a good chance that on if you asked him another time, it'd be mm-hmm. actually I imagine those. Four probably would stay the same. It's the Clyde thing, and like I said, especially considering the Clyde that he would have played against. Right. But which you, like, but that's kind of weird because you know when people ask me that question, it, I'm like, you know, Allen and and Kobe, you know, as good as them guys were, they were the guys who I felt I got it very well, and and like guys who were hard for me to guard were I, I'm always mentioned, like my first game in the NBA was against Jamal Mashburn and. I had like three fouls in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. I was out of there pretty fast. And, you know, the guys that just try to, you know, they're strong on me and outweigh me by 50 pounds and want to seal me and post me up, I had a hard time guarding them guys. Like Colas Williamson, another weird name, who used to come in a game for Philly off the bench and just they throw the ball right to him in the post. And, you know, well, I, I could them not guys see are what... harder for me to guard than Allen, actually. I could see. I mean, yes, I could see that Colas Williamson, why you probably have a good – three inches and certainly in reach yeah. on Corliss Williamson. Yeah. I could definitely see why that would not be a good look for you, though, on the yeah. block. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, like that dude was to, a bull. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, like, he was one of them guys that, like, because we did it for Tony Kukos when he came off the bench. When he get in the game, give him the ball. You know, them guys, they come in and they – so I got to – he got to get in the game. When I get in the game and he goes right to the post, I'm like, come on, man. Anthony Mason, you know, RIP to him. He did the same thing, you know, to me a few times. Another bull. Ron Artest. Another bull. Yeah, these were <laughs> like, all, you I mean, know, yeah, rookie just, year. Like, these big, strong dudes are. Right. Come on, man. They, what do you What do you even think when you just, I mean, because, you know, if somebody goes by you, you can say, you know, you think, what if he's just stronger than you, he's going to be next, he's gonna be stronger in the next position, and he's going to be stronger than the <laughs> yeah. other position after yeah. that. He's, I mean, yeah. he's just yeah. our physical makeups are not the same. Right. You're gonna, so, you're I gonna mean, gonna what need, do you do? You're going to need some help. And, I mean, after a while, I mean, you're a rookie, you're going to get called, fouls called on you. But you got to try to hold your ground and make the shot as, you know, you use my length and make the shot as tough as possible. But it's just the 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 pounding that you, you know, you're not used to dealing with. It's like, man, let me, I'd rather guard, I'd rather guard out of nine to 94 feet. You know, deal with his speed than deal with, you know, this guy, you know, keep trying to, you know, push you around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like you might – you there's different – again, guarding a guy like Iverson, I'm not – I'm sure you're going to say that's not a picnic. No, But uh, no. I'd rather take my chances with speed than yeah. a, a, somebody being stronger than you is just a fact. Like, there's yeah. nothing you can do but, about that. But, like, some guys are different. Like, I'm sure a guy like – a guy like, you know, Cordes or somebody would much rather guard somebody who's trying to post them opposed to – a guy who has all these dribble moves and all this speed mm-hmm. because I was used to that. I, you know, grew up playing, you know, with guys who one on one. So I'm good. I'm I was good at playing guys who tried to go one on one against me. I was good, but you know, then you know, you had the guys we talked about earlier, like Reggie Miller and Ray Allen, who want to run you off a million screens, and it's like, I mean, you guarding them, but goodness, they 
you trying to fight through these screens, and that's hard. I just rather you know a guy try to take. What it. was that like the first time you played uh, Reggie and Ray Allen, and like you said, Ray Penn, the first time that you got because there's nobody like that in college, right? You didn't have any experience like that of just running around no. chasing anybody off, and then they're catching and shooting. I mean, when the first time is it like you're welcome to the NBA sort of thing? Like this is real. Well, yeah, yeah, no, but because I actually um I, I did that when I was um in high school. I I used to work work out with Mike Brown, the um you know NBA coach. Really? Yeah, he. I, I was like, you never mentioned that. Yeah, he Curtis set it up for me to work out, and <laughs> the funny thing, who worked out with us was me and JB Bickerstaff, who's now coaching the Houston Rockets. Man, is that Ernie's son? Ernie's son. Man, JB used to work out with Mike Brown, and I'm always just used to coming off the dribble. And what was know, Mike before the interrupt? What was Mike he, Brown at that time? He was um one of the assistants with the Bullets or the Wizards, whatever they were at that time. Might have been oh, the Bullets. Okay, I didn't know that he was. Yeah, here. he was. He was. I think he was. He was on J on Bigger Staff. So you're a Mike Brown fan then? Yeah, it's my guy. Okay, I never knew that. Yeah, we've probably been fired four times since we've had this podcast. Absolutely, <laughs> I've never heard you. Not even heard you mention that. Yeah, okay. that's my guy. That's cool. <laughs> He's had some good jobs. I can right. tell you that. Yeah, yes. But uh, go ahead. So right, and now, now I look at JB out there coaching. Man, I'm happy for him. But go ahead. What you were saying? So you, I didn't. So in college, or that was because I mean I I thought you were more more of a pure score not to take anything away but yeah. i didn't i didn't know that you were doing that running around off of the screen sort of yeah, stuff yeah no, that's what they kind of that's what they they sort of made me do at first it was all one on one you know crossovers and all that but then once i started working out with him he showed me how to all the ways to run off the screen so i used to have to chase jb off the screen he chased me off the screen we go through these drills and then my senior year i, I mean and my year at college they started using me off these screens like we had we had a, a drill in cincinnati it was called the six on four screening drill and it was all our big men our two big men we got to run off i gotta you gotta chase these guys off these screens and you had the trainers holding these pads that when you chase the guy off the screen not only you got to get out of the way of Kenyon and jermaine tate you got the trainers with mm-hmm. the pads and they're bumping you as you try to chase a guy off the screen and and one time, I mean, I was and I was pissed. I, I I bust a guy's lip, one of the trainer's lip, because he's extending his pad. Like he's setting a legal screen, and he already has a pad in his hand. I'm like, yo, just stand there. So he keep pushing me, so I elbowed him and hit him in his lip. But that's why I was kind of used to running guys off the screen because of that drill that we had at Cincinnati. Would you would you literally like the night before knowing that you had to play one of those guys would it be in your head or you, not at all? No, no, really, nah. Yeah, I never was. That kind of guy. Was there anybody that the night before kind of made you let me turn it in a little bit early, or you know, mm. just tomorrow was a big day at the office, or not really? Mm, nah, I not really. Not, I mean, I knew, I knew what games was bigger than others, but it didn't make me, you know, do anything any any differently. I, I always felt like you know I can go out there and just play basketball at any time and be okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so I saw that. I just found the Clyde Drexler thing. Um, you know, I'd like that when I do talk to Kobe, whenever that is. Um, again, the Olajuwon thing is, I mean, it's the center. So, you know. Is this, is this him talking about players guarding him that he found? Mm-mm, no, he, that, that's a whole different list. That he said, I did see that interview, and he, he did say Tony Allen. Um, the players that he found yeah. hard to stop. He, the, name, he, the names of the guys who guard him, you could have done that yourself. I mean, you know that Tony Allen, Battier, Tayshaun, the same people who's Bruce Bowen, Bruce yeah, the same people Patterson. who, yeah, no, he didn't say the Kobe stuff. He didn't say Ruben? I don't, th- I, I thought I seen that. Maybe he might have. 
Yeah. Maybe it was, but it was it was the name of the same people who yeah. that was their job is to guard um yeah. him. And I must say that I, I Battier and and uh I, I do think Bowen's a dirty player. Um I was always impressed by Battier because one he I don't think he's really that good. So it's like what for him to be able to do that mm-hmm. and he really forced Kobe to take some tough shots. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, when you play a guy of that caliber, he's capable of making those shots, so there's really nothing you can do about that. Mm-hmm. But Battier, in terms of one-on-one defense, especially working with the – he's not the mo- world's most athletic guy in the world at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he used to make that boy work all the way late into his career. He was he used to make Kobe work. I was actually listening to um, the Lebertard show, and they were talking about – I um, love that show. Yeah, they were talking about how he – they were talking about him guarding uh, Carmelo and how he – used um would watch the game film and and find out i guess just do scouting or whatever find out where carmelo liked to shoot from mm-hmm. and just make him you know move just slightly from those mm-hmm. spots and just slowly but surely i mean it would get carmelo out of his game you know and it's not about i guess necessarily being like the greatest defender in the world athletically you know as much as it is like breaking down film and I effort you know i saw him doing a piece same thing uh breaking down Kobe, and it was before the NBA Finals, and it was basically saying that he was definitely attacking it more mentally and from a scholar strength in terms of his athletic ability. And definitely, um, same thing. He said he had, you know, he had he knew where Kobe was least likely to make the shot from. He knew where his comfort zone was, and so he was just, whatever it is, I know I can't let him get to this spot on the floor. Because Once he gets to this spot on the floor, it's over. So, you know, just trying to keep him away from there. And, you know, you take your hats off to dudes like that because it showed that he was putting in way more work off the court than necessarily on the court. And it showed up at the um, it showed up at the office. And I, I always respected Battier like that. I mean, he's a Duke guy. And you just – Battier is the type of guy that you look up and you say, I can't believe this dude played – I mean, I don't know how many years he played, but he played until as long as he wanted to. And he probably still could be playing now if he wanted mm-hmm. to be. And he found a role, played good defense and knocked down wide open shots and be the ultimate professional. So, I mean, all you can really do is respect a guy like that. Guy's dirty, man. Badier? Yeah. He's a Duke guy. Yeah, he's dirty. I and believe it's it. crazy because he's such a good guy. So, it's like you you, you got to, you know, you got to like a guy that's that good of a guy off the court and on the court. Absolutely hate him because he's just so dirty. Isn't Bowen the same thing? Bowen's dirty, too. And he's he's a good guy? He's a good guy. Maybe not as good as Badier, but he's a good guy. <laughs> what about Tayshawn Prince? Tayshawn Prince? Tayshawn Prince isn't dirty at all. Tayshawn Prince has good defense. He uses his and length. He's just, I was about to say, yeah. pause before you and say, that dude is just so damn long. It's not yeah. even funny, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's amazing how skinny he has been his entire career right. and durable. You look at it. I always said how funny it is that Tayshawn Prince at one point went like nine years without missing one NBA game. Right. Corey McGetty couldn't play nine games consecutive. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? This dude was full of muscles. Too much time in the weight room, man. That's what happened to you guys, man. Corey McGetty, I, he should have been – he was – he just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, he had some good years. Whenever he could stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, because the dude could actually shoot, had crazy bounce, mm-hmm. and was as strong as an ox, just, just mm-hmm. couldn't stay healthy. And never really got – I never feel like we saw the max of Corey McGetty. Yeah. It never all yeah. came together. There was, a, like, a point in there where it was, like, I think he strung together, like, one eighty-two game season or something like that. And it was, like, you saw his potential, almost made the all-star team or might have even made mm-hmm. the all-star team. And it was like, you know, he's got his contract. Right. And then just after that, it was just breakdown after breakdown after breakdown. Um, before we get into to the um, football stuff, the Warriors after they lost made a little note saying how big this game on Friday was against Milwaukee 
coming back to their place. And I remember when I heard that, I was like, I felt like that was a mistake because I feel like at that point, if this team beats you, then that's definitely not a good look. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have played it at we're not really concerned about beating them. And then if you do beat them, then you beat them. But Milwaukee gave them all they could handle for a second time yeah. in a week. Yeah. And this is the first time we saw a little chink maybe in the armor of Golden State. Is there anything – I know you watch both of those games, and I know you, you more than just watch basketball. You mm-hmm. watch it from a coach's NBA player's perspective. Mm-hmm. What did you see in the two games? Because they actually pretty much – they were in double-digits leads 80% of the game. Yeah. What did you see that Milwaukee did or that gives that gives um, Golden State trouble? Well, I, I didn't see the first game. I had a you know a, a ugly sweater party, party that that day, and I was right. like, man, the first game I don't watch of the year, right? You know, they lose, so um, I, I sat down, I watched, I watched the the next game, and um, Milwaukee just played well. Michael Carter Williams was, you know, he really came to play. He was posting up Steph, um, and um, I mean, and they don't have Harrison Barnes out there for one, you know, Boga Boga got injured, um, but I mean. When you when you teams get up to play teams like that, mm, basically everybody is, everybody is, and um and your best bet is to catch them slipping. Yeah. And the fact is, so we we all agreed that the first time they lost was going to be a team catching them slipping, yeah. and them not bringing their all. So yeah. cool that happened. We know, and they said it, there wasn't going to be any catching them slipping right. this Friday, right. and so they had Golden State's full attention, yeah, and they gave Golden State everything they could handle. And they, they in the game they should have won and they still lost. I mean, go to state have come back to win a lot of games over the last two years. This hasn't been the first time that they've been down. They haven't been just winning all the games. I mean, that's and that's good for them. And that's a good that's good that they have that stat. I forgot what it was, that their record from coming back from double digit leads over the last two years, you know, is is pretty impressive. Um you know, I, I I personally thought they were going to blow them out just because Golden State, yeah, right. Just everybody because, did. Yeah, they they felt like you know they were tired and you know they just got you know double overtime back to back, and they were ready for this game. But at the same time, when you wake up a team like that, they looking at tape and they being like, okay, we did this, and we're going to do this again, like the same thing you know we did before, and maybe maybe they maybe they just match up well. Is there anything you see in Golden State? How can you attack? How would you, DeMar, the coach, what would you say? If we're going to beat Golden State, we have to do X, Y, and Z. What is your X, you know, what is it we have to do? Are you even going with the we got to stop Curry? We got to do, are you, are you let the Curry ship seal, sail and just like, you know, he's going to be doing whatever he's going to be doing, but we can't let X, Y, and Z happen? Um, I, I would have to really, like, see what – what I have on my team matchup wise to see if I have if I have a four man that I can switch the screen with, which would be ideal. So I don't have to double him off the screen because once you once you want the ball out of his hands, once you double him off of the screen, you're leaving Draymond Green at the top of the key alone. So now your big man has a decision to make: Do I go out on Draymond Green or let him shoot this three? He makes a few threes. Now I got to run out on him. And now Bogut or Azili's under the rim catching a lob pass. Or if you want to leave him, you can't leave from Clay. I don't even know if that's an option. Right. So basically, Draymond Green's be out there basically playing by himself. He's the one making the decisions because Steph Curry gives him the ball wide open. So now he turns it to the point guard. He's running like a fast break. And and it depends on the team I have. I, w- I would like – and Cleveland did this in the finals last year. They 
they switched Tristan Thompson on the, the clay a lot. They just switched the screen. So, and Tristan did pretty good for the most part, but Steph was just hitting unbelievable shots. Cleveland definitely went with the triple triple curry and double clay and let the other people shoot. Absolutely. Which, um, you know, as a coach, especially dealing with a limited roster that they had in injuries, you, you live with it. I mean, that's your best bet, right? I mean, Steph Curry was held in check. What he what he finished twenty five points a game, which is crazy, but that's in check. It was no monster game. He even had a bad game here and there. You know what I mean? So the I one guess bad that's, game was like nineteen points, right? So you you live with that, you know. And I guess it just comes down to this Eagle Dollar and Draymond Green, who are both streaky shooters. Are they making their shots? And the thing is, I mean, at first Draymond wasn't playing that well in that series against Cleveland. Clay wasn't. Nobody was. Clay wasn't playing well. Um, Harrison wasn't playing well. Iggy Iggy stepped up and played well. He and they basically left him alone. They yeah, had, he, I think they had Mozgov checking him. Yes, and then they and then they yeah. I mean, again, I feel like Steph Curry was robbed on that. Um, definitely Steph Curry was robbed on that MVP. That was, that was just was definitely robbed. sick. They just Iggy Iggy. He played tough defense on LeBron, even though he LeBron did was getting 40. He, he played Iggy tough defense played on a guy who probably put up the best numbers in the history of NBA right. Finals. And he, he had maybe two good games or something like that and where he scored and played defense. but Scored wide open shots. Yeah, wide, yeah, wide open shots. Steph should have still won the MVP. But Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's with that team, and, and I had, I had, we had this conversation last night amongst our friends where, where we were talking about um, – I wasn't invited. Yeah, you, you're never invited. I know this. So it, never be, it got heated and loud. Um, That's shocking. Yeah. We start. <laughs> <laughs> say right now, like, would you start your team with, you know, LeBron or Steph? Um, and, you know, one, a good friend of ours, you know, James Foy, he just was like, when LeBron left Cleveland, they had a lottery team, went to Miami, one left Miami, they don't make the playoffs, so there's a snap. And I was like, Hey, when people make blanket yeah. statements like that, I was like, like, I'll, I'll stop my more to it than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he plays defense and this, this, and that in multiple positions. I just, I just said that I'll. I mean, it took a while to get here. I mean, and you ain't wrong either way, but I would probably want to start my team with Steph. I think Steph. Um, I think he makes everybody else around him better right now. And LeBron, you know, he used to do that, but he still passes the ball well. But sometimes I feel like he passes for an assist. Steph's not really passing for an assist. He's just drawing so much attention. And he's making the right play. He knows once he get the ball out of his hands, his team is basically on a half-court fast break and somebody's going to get open shot, and it's not him. He's not really worried about if it's him or not. He's more team-oriented, team and he just draws more attention. And I just, like, I was started with Steph, and, you know, some guys. How many people were there, don't. roughly, in the room? Eight. And what was the? It was, it was about half. We had um, four and four. James, James, Dave, Cheese, and Tony all saying um, they'll take LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. So you say it was about split down the middle. Yeah. Like. I I feel like you can't. Um, I 2015 as we sit here December going into 2016 because of the arc of where they're going career wise, I would take Steph Curry. But if somebody said LeBron, I wouldn't. Yeah. I w- I wouldn't battle them. Um, to me, it's almost the would you rather have a BMW or a Mercedes debate? I'm a BMW guy. You're a Mercedes right. guy. I right. mean, I, there's no wrong answer. I think we yeah. take either one of them. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's I, – I, I can see either one of them. I, that, now, my thing is if somebody's saying, no way, 
easily so and so. I can't go with that. LeBron does. He's a specimen, you know what I mean, and he's done it for longer, yeah. so I can say that. But what Steph Curry is doing right now is is really, in the fun and the energy and the leadership, which LeBron also brings. You know, absolutely, LeBron absolutely also brings. Um, Steph Curry, he's infectious into getting better, mm. and I think he's the first person. Um, see, here's the thing: is I think you look at LeBron. Okay, let's say. You, for example, you a prime uh, NBA, uh, for lack of a better word, a role player. You see yourself. You see LeBron. You're not saying, "Man, I can be him." It's not an option. You can't be LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you if LeBron dominates, he was the bigger, stronger, faster guy. That's just right. what happened. Now, when you see Steph Curry, you're like, "Dude's like half my like I definitely need to step my stuff." You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think he raises the bar of other people because people say, "Whoa, this this dude is is really putting in the work and right. getting better." Right. And there's something I like that. That's what you would want to have on your team. Yeah. You know, you you want you want people practicing and getting better. Yeah. So I, I I told him I was like, so what happens if Steph Curry isn't on Golden State Warriors? Like, what happens to them? And what they do, try to do? Say. They make the playoffs? Then all of them said they probably wouldn't make the playoffs. They wouldn't absolutely because you know it was bringing up just LeBron leaving and you know going different places with the teams. Where I and I use the example. I said, okay, say for instance, take Steph Curry. Swiss Steph Curry places with a guy like Eric Bledsoe. Put Steph Curry on Phoenix and Eric Bledsoe on um, Golden State, and you give Steph Curry. Brandon. I think if Bledsoe's on on Golden State, they still make the playoffs. Maybe, now, but I feel like NBA titles. I feel like Phoenix can still do what Golden State's doing with with um, Steph Curry and the rest of the guys that's on that team. With Tyson Chandler, and I have to, was that Brandon Knight and uh, Bra- one other yeah, Brandon Knight, the Morris Swin, um, two two four, two stretch four men four guys that can really play. Alex Lynn, yeah. Tyson Chandler, yeah. PJ Tucker can do all the dirty defense stuff that yeah. that um, Draymond does. Yeah, I, I, if, if if Steph Curry was on got, Phoenix, yeah. I would I would still say they'd be. I mean, I, they probably wouldn't be twenty seven and one or whatever. But no, they'd still be. No, I agree. I feel like they still would can do the same things. Yeah, I think you even have a more another guy. That can create for itself because Clay can Clay can shoot shoot it just as good as anybody. Mm-hmm. But Brandon Knight can shoot it and create itself. A, a less pressure will actually be on Curry because when Curry's out of the game, them guys have a hard time really trying to you know create for themselves. Yeah, I I I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Wonder, I mean, and even Minnesota, I use I'm like that Minnesota team with Wiggins and Towns. Boy, yeah, was I, I love Rubio. Steph was on that team. Yeah, I, I I agree that definitely Steph Curry is is taking it to another level, and it's fun. And, and that's another thing is he's fun and he's exciting, and everything. All all signs point to just good for the game. Yeah, you know the only downfall with Steph Curry is his shoe deal. Like who the hell has Under Armour as a shoe deal? He does. I mean, you went you went to Maryland. You should appreciate Under Armour. I, 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 hats off to Under Armour. And there, <laughs> I'm. It's in my blood, obviously, right? But I I was having this discussion last night. With the business, and I'm just like, I don't ever remember. I just don't. I don't know. It's weird to me the concept of why you would be. If somebody told me I can give you two hundred million dollars, but you have to do X, but you can get like one sixty and be relevant, I'll take the one sixty and be relevant. Like what James Harden got. I don't know what Nike was offering, but I would take it to still be able to wear Nikes and Jordans. This dude is stuck wearing Adidas for the rest of his life. Like that's terrible. I mean, you, you he just, got two hundred million, you'll, but it's so not like it wasn't away, free. You'll take away forty million just to be absolutely. relevant. I don't need, absolutely, I don't care about money like that, but I don't need to be relevant. Whereas, I'll, when I I'll say relevant, like you, 
the new Durants are out, the new LeBrons are out, the Kobe's are out. Kids get teased for going to school wearing Demar Johnsons like that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like what are those? The Steph Curry's? What the hell is that? What are those shoes? These are the new Steph Curry's. They be like, the thing is, that's I, terrible. I think I, I hear kids are really trying to wear these Steph Curry's now. Have you? You got kids? They ask you for them? They, my kid's not into it. They don't. They not. What are they into? I've actually never Video seen anybody. With no, they're into KDs. No, they get what I buy them, but they don't care about that kind of stuff. Okay. Have you seen anybody ever with a pair of underarm machines that weren't cleats? I have. The kids that play, like the kids that play basketball, these little AAU tournaments. The, right. Um, but that, that, but they're giving okay. to them though. No, they. These kids, they they want these, they want these Steph Curry. The kids that's playing basketball, that's coming up young, they want to wear the, the Steph Curry. Now, kids that's going to school, trying to look fly and all that, maybe now. I'm telling you, go to these tournaments and, and watch the yeah. yeah. Okay, you might make that argument. That might be so. I'll, I'll take your word on that. But when you okay, when you switched over and finished by saying now these kids who want to be fly, and yeah, that, maybe they don't right, want right, they don't want to right, 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 right. Yeah, and and what's crazy is so right now Under Armour has the league MVP in basketball and football, and uh, yeah. I mean I just think Under Armour. I've always just thought um, equipment and border they make the they make amazing use of that Maryland flag. I can tell you that. Yeah. If you're looking for anything Maryland, Under Armour's got you. Right. That 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 I will say. Um. But Knox Curry's great for the NBA, and this is a great ride. And I just hope it continues. And he, he's a good – that's a good uh, person. Everybody's been – like you said, they've been force-feeding. They were trying to hand Anthony Davis the league. Right. And um, I think they completely just bypassed Steph Curry, who seems to be every bit as good a person, if not better, right. than Anthony Davis. Right. And definitely a better basketball player right now. Yeah. It's not to say Anthony Davis – Anthony Davis is, what, 22? Yeah, he's good. He's, so got, he's, he's got, got a long uh, a career ahead of him. Yeah, he's got a way to go. He'll be all right. Yeah, he'll definitely be all right. Um, let's go straight into this NFL. A1, what was the um, picks last week? Uh, 11 and 5 for MG and DJ, and 9 and 7 for TJ. So. DJ, man, what are you doing, bro? TJ, too busy out looking for, for a new studio for y'all, man. <laughs> TJ and DJ are tied with 136 wins, and you're up by four in both of them with mm, 140. Stretching these legs out right quick with, four, with two weeks left. Man, can I get that little X next to my name? You know what that means, right? Clinched. Clinched. I'm going to get the Z. Oh, boy, it's going to be over. The whole field of advantage. I've already clinched. Ah, this is good Let's up see. here. This, this, this view up here. Uh, before we go, obviously, this uh, the, the largest story. And purposely, we uh, haven't talked about it. So interested. I'm going to give you three cracks at this, uh, DJ, to attack the, the number one story here. I want you to answer as DJ the Giants fan. I'll let you get that one out there. <laughs> Two, DJ the professional athlete. And then three, the objective guy. Just all of that out, just what you think is going on. So when we put it in as a basketball terms, I want it to be the equivalent of – Somebody undercutting somebody going for a dunk. Something, you know what I mean? Something along them lines. Taking out somebody's knees. Something along those lines. I can't, I can't put it in that. That's the... mm, uh, it's getting cracked in your head. <laughs> Pretty. Uh, I'd rather somebody undercut my legs. Than no, you wouldn't. Lunch in heavy. No, you yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm yet to hear anybody committing suicide because their legs hurt. When, when, no, getting undercut is not about getting your legs hurt. It's getting... Flipped on your, yeah. getting flipped over right. and hitting your head on the right. concrete. Not somebody's hitting their head and they can get hurt just like you can. Yeah. Getting undercut anyway. don't hurt your legs at all. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just letting yeah. you know. Oh, here we go. Anyway, You've go never ahead, been up head level to the rim. So getting First undercut. Of all, like, there's a picture over there. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right? Don't do that. Stop it. 
to hit my head on the rim several times. This dude. <laughs> Lucky the basket outside, man. Basket outside, seven feet right now. He goes, this is, man. Lucky it's dark out. Go ahead. What, what, what you got for me, DJ? What's your question? What, what, the Odell Beckham, your man, the meltdown, whatever you would like to call it. I mean, what, what he, what he did, what, uh, what you saw out there in the field. What, what, what do you, when, what did you see? I saw, a, um, a kid, man, a, a, a immature kid is, is what I saw. He really. He really frustrated me that that first half, and you know it was funny because <laughs> I'm watching the game, and and Allen Iverson called me. He's like, "Man, this dude trying to get thrown out the game, man." I was like, "Yeah, he's definitely." He said, "Man, dude, what is wrong with this dude?" I, and I was like, "He didn't see the 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 the, the catch that he missed." Cause I'm I was excited that first play. I'm like, "Man, he got him." He then he missed the catch. I'm like, "Man, not you. You the last person I expect." And I told you, reminded me, Ted, getting remember, oh, I told you, had to take when you're running that fast and that wind hitting your face sometimes, you know, he, he had to look back for it, and, and he missed it. I was like, man, he got this dude. So then, but but I thought it was, I thought a lot of it was, I mean, they were going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Norman was being dirty and probably saying we don't know what he's saying, and Odell was being sensitive and, you know, being defensive. He didn't want, he didn't want to seem like he was letting the guy – punk him at the same time but I think he was just going a little overboard with it and um it was it was it was getting in his head getting in his game it was causing us that that first half and um I'm glad you know because I seen him on the sideline you know the dude talked to him he apologized to everybody after he apologized to everybody and he got the you know yelling and screaming he came back from 28 points and he, he ended up playing well but um I mean what no I mean as a player, okay, so that's that sounds like DJ the Giants fan got you. As a player, to mm-hmm. just see a, uh, a teammate almost go rogue, you know, just like, yeah. do you have anything where you be like, yo, this dude is tripping? You know what I mean? Just like, well, I thought he was tripping. I said, I mean, as a Giants fan, as a teammate, well, he he was tripping. There was no question about was he tripping. I I thought he was going to get thrown out of the game, but I mean, just like when he when he lunged in. You know, to hit Norman after, you know, Norman had, had, had hit him, um, which was very dangerous. There was a play that hasn't been on none of the replays when Norman just ripped his helmet off his head, pulled him down and ripped off his helmet, which nobody reshows that. And he can he can almost hurt his neck or something while a dude's pulling his face mask and ripping his helmet off. I mean, that's why that's a 15-yard penalty too, but nothing was, was nothing came from that. They're not saying nothing about that. And, you know, when, when Norman, when you got your own quarterback fighting you, you know, it's, it's something, you know, going on with you that you're doing that's that's getting to these people. Have you ever been in a situation where a teammate was just out of control? I mean, you play with some dudes who – Kenman. Kenyon comes to mind. He's a, um, a guy who totes the line, we'll say, regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, Evans was a guy who mm-hmm. totes the line, um, you know – was there ever a time spent? Well, let's stick with Kenyon. I mean, not to, to make you uh, say something about one of your closer friends, but was there ever – because he played with a lot of emotion that was mm-hmm. part of who he was and mm-hmm. intimidating factor. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a time where you were just like, yo, this dude has lost it? Not – no, not not in a game on the court. The, the, the year that Kenyon really, really had a lot of penalties and lost a lot of money and went crazy is his, his last year and um, – um, in, Jersey? in Jersey, where he was, you know, fighting and he was like swinging on guys. He was, you know, going crazy. I remember a reporter asked me, like, um, 
you know, what's going on with, you know, with your guy, and, you know, what, I was like, this is how he plays. I'm like, if I go up and, you know, Kenyon love me to death, Kenyon would foul me hard, just like he'll do anybody else. That's just how he, he is. I mean, he, he, he did it to me in Cincinnati on that screening drill I was telling you about. I mean, them dudes was clobbering me. But I didn't, when we was teammates, only time I had to, you know, just, you know, in practice, him and coach getting into it, you know, just had to, you know, kind of, you know, calm him down then because, but Kenya's not a stupid player at all. He's just kind of, you know, kind of a bully. So you've never had a time where you, you've said to yourself, this guy, it doesn't have to be Kenyon. Yeah. If this dude keeps this up, he's he's now hurting the team. No, no. I mean, the the, the one incident we know what Reggie Evers had in the playoffs against the Clippers, you know, I don't know if you've seen it. He grabbed Chris Kamen's balls. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was kind of weird. I didn't even see right. it. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, I didn't so, know that happened. Right. So when you sports center. right. So so when that's something like that happened, aren't you <laughs> like, yo, what's up with this dude? I, I mean, I didn't know. I know, I know. He's you know the way he gets his rebound. He does little dirty tricks. He's you know not tall. He's not athletic. You know, you got to you get them rebounds somehow. And I, I didn't, I didn't even know that that even happened. I seen Cayman jumping around like, up like under that man's shorts. Not even through the not even like outside right. of the shorts. This man is up under the shorts. I'm like, yo, skin to skin on this man's. <laughs> As it happened, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with Chris? <laughs> like, what is Chris jumping around for? Because you didn't see that. They showed in slow mo. You yeah, see it, right, like right, right, right. I'm sure I definitely wouldn't see it. In fast no way motion, you can see right. it in fast motion. I'm like, man, what's wrong with Chris? Man, Chris is crazy out there. And then I, I, I actually seen him like, oh, Reggie, you are wild. <laughs> How does that conversation – does anybody say anything or – Yeah, I mean, after after everybody saying it, it, was, it just – I mean, it was funny, but it wasn't funny. I mean, we lost a series, you know, to to, to the um to the Clippers that year. But I'm just like, man, what what is wrong yeah, with we're you? We're going to go off topic. I don't even think of that. Yeah. Take a, give us – give us this. Then. Give us – when? What happened? Tell me what – Somebody said the first time you see it, and we were like, "Yo, Reggie grabs Chris's balls." Like, is anybody in the room like, "Yo, dude, that's how you go"? I what does he I say? Does he laugh? Is he joking? I don't, is he like, I don't quite remember because it's not like we all just pop up at the same time in a room. Like, guys could have seen him, you know, earlier before I did. I and you know, just when you see him, you just kind of you know laugh and be like, "Man, yo, what's wrong with you?" Like, and what does he say? I don't. I don't even remember his reaction. He probably just laughed. You know, he just laughed. Guys know Reggie's. You know, like little little dirty like that. Now I'm not. He's not like grabbing balls kind of <laughs> stuff. He ain't funny and nothing. But right. he just. You know, he, he he's he's a little dirty. Uh, that, I'm, like man, Reggie almost almost you know got into it in um, in our practice. No, it, against each other. Yeah, um, and this you know, man, Reggie. You know, we we were pretty close because he said you know he had gained a lot of respect for me. We was playing against Ray Allen. And you know he's running off these millions of screens, and um, Reggie Evans sets an illegal screen on me, and I'm like, man, where's this in Seattle? Seattle? Seattle. I'm like, man, he go over this way again. I'm gonna run this dude over. So all one sixty five. All all one sixty five. He run off that side again. Man, I hit Reggie Evans hard. Surprised him, and he kind of was um. You know, it, it kind of you know says something or whatever, and you know I didn't back down, and he just he just was laughing. He was like, "Man, I gained a lot of you know respect for you for that." I'm like, "Man, them legal screens hurt, man. What you expect me to do?" <laughs> All right, getting bringing it back in. So, do you have a as a Giants fan? Well, obviously, as a Giants fan, you're not a fan of it, but as an objective person, you, do you have a problem with one game suspension? I do. I I don't think find them. 
I think you should just be fine because, I mean, even after after looking at shows over the last few days and, you know, seeing it and people showing examples of how basically stuff like this happens every game, and they showed an example of this 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 Sunday, the guy from, um, was it Pittsburgh, somebody knocked the guy out of a game, running into the pile, 300-something pound goo, coming here first, Knocked the safety out for um that wasn't Pittsburgh it was my, the game against um Arizona one of the safeties for Arizona got knocked out of the game because the guy just ran dead at him a lineman head first knocked him out of the game nobody's had nothing really, to do with the play play was the same kind of play just cleaned it up the pile and nothing's nothing said about it he's not fine I think he's not suspended and that guy was knocked out of the game Norman was fine okay a one when you saw this what were you thinking. Just like what you said, I'm thinking like because ODB's having an actual breakdown out well, there. First of all, yeah. Like right. a meltdown. Like. So, since Mr. Allen Iverson called me in the middle of the game, A1 texts me in the middle of the game. <laughs> all right, since we were a name drop. A1 texts me in the middle of the game, mm-hmm. just like Iverson calling. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> A1 AI. <laughs> right, A1 AI. Same thing. We just have different friends. Looks the same in my phone. It's got a, you know, one. Um, <laughs> and it was like, yo, you seeing this dude is having a complete. And I think this was actually even before. That play, you know what I mean? It's like this dude is out here having a complete meltdown. Yeah. And then it was like when you saw that, I was like, oh, it couldn't be worse timing with in terms of the the movie coming out. You know what I mean? Like the the, the concussion. Like the NFL is on the front stage and pen, and then now you see all the things going across the bottom of the screen today was about concussions. Like all whether it was the Will Smith was on first. He did an interview last night with um Van Pelt. He did an interview today with Stephen A. Smith. The doctor was on uh, the America Today America, and that's all they're talking about is concussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the African guy. Yeah, and all they're talking about is concussion, concussion, concussion. The NFL is pulled out of this um, research. The NFL. Then now they're saying that's not true. We are, we're still funding this. You know, they're trying to get funding for that. And you know, the number of players saying you know deaths and stuff like that from all of this stuff. And they said the movie apparently ends with uh, a scene of Junior Seau. And um, I, I would like I would like not to know that, but go ahead. No, no, just saying like it's not how it ain't, but whatever. Junior say album is part of the storyline of the movie. Yeah, let's not talk about the, the actual. I didn't movie. see the movie, so I mean, <laughs> right. um, but it, it it's just not a good time for the lead story to be guys taking fifteen to twenty yard heads running starts, helmet to helmet to a guy not even looking, like. What? How would that narrative have played out if he was just out cold, knocked there, laying there motionlessly, like, like yeah, like laying there paralyzed? Like Odell Beckham would never recover from that. Like nah, it'd probably it'd, it'd, it would be a lot different. But I, I mean, I feel like even emotionally, I, like he'd be destroyed. Like yeah, public image would be absolutely. done, and I'm sure he'd be done. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it it just like um, as I was watching it, I was Coughlin, who is very much a disciplinarian and an old school dude. Um, when I'm watching him just racking up uh, personal fouls, and it looked like at a certain point, it no longer was about the Giants and the Carolina Panthers. It was Odell Beckham versus uh, Norman. Like he had made it yeah. 100% personal. Yeah. Um, could care less whether he was getting flagged. Well, I feel like I, <laughs> yeah, like he, well, could, that, he literally could care less about the score yeah. whether they were getting. You got the feeling that if the Carolina Panthers were up 50 to nothing. And he scored a touchdown. He would have been dancing and celebrating and rubbing it. You know what I mean? Like, because it became all about him and Norman. And I was wondering at what point Coughlin was going to be like, dude, hit the showers, bro. We'll we'll talk about this next week. But you you, you got to have it. And then that's what I'm thinking. And then when I start hearing 
Ray Lewis say the same thing. Steve Young saying this guy should have been out the game. Trent Dilfer saying this guy should have been out the game. Um, Ray Lewis is like, who? He said, this says a lot about the Giants, and somebody needs to come over and say, young fella, calm it down, bro. They like, did. Re- they re- did. Reel it in. They talked to him, and he apologized to everybody on the sideline. And then just went out there and just kept going, though. No, after that, that's when we came back. It was no more of that. We we came back, and, you know, he, he, he ended up playing well. I thought if he'd have caught that first touchdown, then then none of that would have happened. He, Norman would would have been shut up, basically. Well, maybe. Probably so. Yeah. I, 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 so much was made about it going into the game and all the names, Julio Jones, Hopkins, uh, Des Bryant, mm-hmm. Denarius Thomas. And I, it looked like as the game started going on and Odell Beckham's name was about to join that list, yeah. I think that he was like, when my name's not going on that list, you know what I mean? Like he's not shutting me down, not going for it, not happening. And it was like he it, it borderline looked like a temper tantrum out there. You know what I'm me, saying? Like I gotta me, get the ball. For me, even even before he caught his touchdown, it still looked to me like Norman couldn't couldn't check him. When the one time he went by, and missed it. Next time he went dead by him again. Eli had to rush the ball; it was underthrown. What? And I think both I think both of them was was really both being competitive and. Norman slammed him, pulled his hand. Both of them did stuff to each other. It's just the one that he did was a little more malicious, and the um, you know, the tripped him up thing was stupid. The, uh, in terms of, I know he couldn't. There's a lot to those. Even and I'm sure all of them would say that Julio Jones, all those guys, you say he shuts you down. I'm sure they'd be like, dude, I had the dude beat on plays. Don't. It's right. not like that. Right. Whether it be the quarterback didn't see me, or just right. you know. So yes, I agree. I I do think never that. show no. Film with that, like he was literally, it, it wasn't even close. A like. lot of those guys just, it just is what it is. You yeah. know what I mean? What do you? Because what are you gonna do when you finish the box score with two get two catches for twenty yards? I was open, but yeah. nobody yeah. wants to hear it. You yeah. know what I mean? So it sounds like, I feel like those guys just took it and just like whatever. You know, first of all, nobody guards anybody. Want it's not like that. It's not right. like basketball or anything like that. You got safety help or their mm-hmm. schemes or whatever the case may be. Um, but then it just seemed like Beckham was determined to not let that happen to him. Yeah. Well, he had a meltdown. I mean, he, he, he's immature. Yeah. I mean, that's there's no 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 doubt in that. I mean, the way he handled that was terrible, but I'm glad he he did end up I'm glad he apo- Yeah, he I'm glad he apologized to them guys on the sideline during the game. He got his head together cuz you know, he could have really been like I'm the man around here like I'm the, the this this and that and he apologized to everybody and even after the game he 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 took the high road after the game. Norman didn't, and I mean he moved on. I would definitely have a problem. With somebody, uh, I would too. Charge with that. I would too, but I, I don't mean, think my head hurt watching that. I was like, oh my goodness. I don't that think like, as he's <laughs> running at him. I don't think the intent was that. I think he just that's the little piece he can catch of him because when a guy's right there, he was kind of moving. It was I just think he probably so just wanted to knock him over, really. Wear helmet yeah. down. I mean, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. hit him dead in the middle of the yeah. logo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was – I mean, that's the definition he, of a helmet he, to helmet. And you know what? Well, he could have hurt himself just as much yeah, as – Absolutely. Could have knocked – could have killed them both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he absolutely could have knocked them both unconscious. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So, I, that – that um the weird part about it was that now in the later – you're starting to hear a lot of people say that Odell Beckham is like a dirty player. Um, mm-hmm. Did you hear Ryan Clark today came out and who was an LSU guy mm-hmm. said that last year he was the first LSU guy I ever wanted to fight. 
He said no. He's saying you know out of he's like all the LSU guys, obviously just like any other college, they all stayed together. And yeah. he's like, you know, we talked. And he's like, after playing him, he's like everybody wanted to fight him. He's like I felt embarrassed for the kid, and I felt like he needed to grow up, yeah. and he was doing a lot of things. Um, now this stuff coming out about they said I was gay, and I mean, come on, dude, everybody says all kinds of stuff, yeah. and. You know, obviously, I mean, I there's a lot that. of innuendos going around about the boy recently. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. Unless you're actually gay. Then, I, I, that's what we cool. talked about last time, yeah. right? Yeah, if, absolutely. Now, then you're in trouble. If he's actually right. gay, just like what but, Rondo said, then uh, you're in trouble. Now, if he's actually now if he's actually gay and says it, yeah. then, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Then, then you have some problems. But, I mean, trash talking in football ain't new. And it, and it can't be – the story can't be that every time – Somebody trash talks you and is mean to you. Yeah. You just start going crazy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But yeah. if somebody, if you, if you, first of all, if you see all of these memes and stuff they making about you, you hear people mm-hmm. saying all this stuff about you, mm-hmm. and you feel like, okay, you know, what okay. I mean, I gotta, I gotta let these people know what it is. I'm not no, no punk. Mm-hmm. And you trying to go overboard, mm-hmm. just trying to, to prove your toughness. And I think he got caught up also in that. Yeah. Now I think, I think it was a lot of. That with the memes and the rumors, and then the the Norman gonna shut you down talking. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, you know, it was in his head, and he had a meltdown. Yeah. He's immature, and the and the the idea that he's 22 and can't learn from this yeah. is crazy. You know, what yeah. I mean, like, I'm never gonna say this happened. He did this. He's a bad person. Like, I mean, he he was a 22 year old who acted immature. And I caught a little bit of Ryan Clark right as I was leaving to come over here. Um, and Ryan, Ryan took off for him the part that I read. Ryan was like um, that he don't think he deserves a one-game yeah, suspension. Yeah, he said that. I don't think there's nobody out there who I hit and didn't want to hurt. And mm-hmm. he just was like, man, this is just the game, baby. That's what he said afterwards. But he started off by saying that he was the first person from LSU yeah. that he ever uh, won the fight. Well, he said I, the things that he said, and he said that he, he went overboard a lot with the yeah. – he didn't. it was trash talking, I forgot what he said, what taunting maybe noticed, or something though, like that. What I've noticed, because obviously I watch, you know – all the games, especially my team, is guys. Guys have been, guys have targeted Odell Beckham, and he said it himself. Like even in the preseason, like you know, guys have you know hitting them late. Um, guys have lunged, lunged their helmet at him, and he's you know responds to that. He felt like he's being targeted because of all of the attention he's getting. That's par for the course, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're 22 years old, and you and you got the league handed to you on a you know on a, on a silver platter. Essentially, yeah. you think that these guys out here ain't going to make you earn it? Yeah, I mean, you know, their kids at home asking them for fat uh, Odell head uh, Beckham fat heads and stuff like that. I got a fat head for him. You know what I mean? I'm gonna see him. I'm gonna knock him in his head. I I don't doubt that for a second. I, I, my so, guess is it's part of the game. So so what? Could, so with that being said, because let me let me um give you an example. Well, when I was when I was in high school. And I was the top player in the country, and I'm this skinny kid, and and people, people, these guys used to come after me, rough me. They used to do it on purpose. After a while, because I always reacted to it. I got texts, um, guys would try to play me rough, elbow me, foul me hard, and push me. And I would, you know, I would swing on these guys. I'm fighting. I'm getting thrown out of games, and just because, I guess it was just a complex, a, a skinny complex. I just want to let them know that I wasn't no punk. He wasn't about to rough me up just because. They say I'm the best player in the country and all that, and I, you know, I re- reacted to stuff the same way. But then, that's part of the reason why, you know, they sent me to Maine my senior high school. And I've never got to tech in the NBA or anything like that because, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to get out of that, basically. But 
I used to react like that the same way when guys, you know, try to do stuff to get under my skin. It's kind of, I think, that similar to what um, Blake Griffin was going through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And Absolutely. you saw a couple times, like, that's, in the last few years, he would, you know, that's grab perfect. and be like, dude, I'm not the one for that. Yep. That's perfect. That's, yep. I, that's a good one. They definitely target Blake. And Blake, uh, he's another one in the Dwight Howard. So people don't like Blake, you know. And people just think he's soft when, I mean, never claimed to be tough. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Like, you know, and, and, you know, I guess with all the Kia commercials and all yeah. the dunking on everybody and everybody just – that's a great example. So I, I believe I, I don't doubt that people try and hit um, Odell Beckham. Right. You know he um I just hope he learns from it, move on. It doesn't define you. If I could, uh, when I do talk to him, that's all. I mean, it doesn't define <laughs> you, bro. Like bad day at the office. You know what I mean? And uh, one game suspension. I, I because I understand that the NFL is a entertainment that's all business. All about the and helmet to helmet. That's at, all that's about. Mm. At this timing, I feel like you had to. I, you can't say that you're serious about concussions. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's like, bro, I, I don't have any choice. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, well, we're, we're going to be – they're about to be on well, – this day after – I think the movie comes out on Christmas Day or yeah. something. It's going to be – that's about not to be, being serious about concussions. That's being serious about concussions is making them guys go through the right protocol. Now, as far as well, – as far as they're getting done – you can't can't control that. What the guys guys still go out there and get helmet to helmet calls, and they'll get thrown out of the game. It just happened in Arizona. He yeah. didn't get thrown out of the game. It's a fifteen yard penalty. He's not going to get suspended. And, or any gonna, of that. And, and the more it starts coming to it, and the more it starts coming to that, the more they start proving that somebody is just with intent trying to hurt somebody, they're going to have to they're going to have to do it. It's, and there's more suicides coming. There's more. But, <laughs> there's but, more players. But, but rather somebody try to try to hurt you or not. The, the, what the NFL got to do is just make sure the guys go through the protocol. That's that's all they can do, just to to stop the or to to protect the players. No, but you can prove you can say that hitting people unnecessarily is not going to be tolerated. Yeah, but they already they already established that. You just say that you know that's not going to be tolerated. This mm-hmm. you do this again because I mean literally, if you to be honest with you, that was the best case scenario. He actually didn't even get a concussion. Like mm-hmm. I mean, he probably does have a concussion, but you know, like he stayed in the game, finished the game. Like you know how bad this would have been for the NFL if he. They both were just laying there motionless yeah. on the ground. Like, yeah. NFL would be in some serious trouble. But the thing is, they're going to have to look through some tape and, you know, <laughs> need to be, you know, a handful of guys need to be suspended also. It might be. It's, I mean, it's not the only time that this happened. It just was on a bigger stage and them guys were going back and forth all game about it. But th- this happened. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, the safety cer- got knocked out of the game. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's just when certain things happen in the right time, you got to, like, for example, and A1 knows this is a NASCAR. The Hans device never used to be – it wasn't mandatory. And NASCAR used to act like, you know, hey, you know, we're all about safety. We're all about safety. We have the Hans device. I mean, if the, if the drivers want to drive, if they want it, they can have it. Until Daryl Earnhardt kills himself in the wall, and then it's like starting immediately. Everybody ha- – you know what I mean? Like you can't – you have to say we're serious about protecting people. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It's just when something is brought to your attention, you don't have any choice. Yeah. Um, other than that, anything the, the game, though, itself, lost and all that was – a. Um, a good game. The, um, yeah, it ended up being really good. Yeah. Car- Carolina, this dude Cam is really just he's 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 fun to watch, bro. Yeah, he's, man, he's just so confident. Right he now. he's he's hitting, you know, every different receiver. It does it's like the Tom Brady sort of thing that is getting past, which is like doesn't even matter who these receivers are. It's like That's he's it, finding Ted the guys. Ginn. Stop it. It matters if it's Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn. man. When I seen that joint, the whole building, I was on the oh, he's ooh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was, oh, he got, oh. Okay, then he didn't have three touchdowns. He had two. My man 
<laughs> and that one, he's dead by the guy. He got to turn around in a circle to try to catch a ball. He dropped no. it. A ball he should have caught, Definitely but he had to turn around literally in a circle to get the ball. The, the, to answer your question, why is like when people say, what, why is he the one who gets – so, like, let's say the number is 10. He has 10 drops on the year, and Mike Evans or Julio Jones has 10 also. It's a three-way tie. Of those 10 that Ted Ginn dropped, Nine of them are touchdowns. Like it's like everything he drops is a wide open home run touchdown. Ahead, you know, he's not like, dropping screens. Dropped like yo. three of those this year. Go yeah, ahead. He dro- no, he <laughs> drops strikes, touchdowns. And that, and that one last touchdowns. game wasn't a strike, man. You running at full speed, you got to turn around. Yeah, the ball hits you in the hand in stride. Yeah, should have. That is the name of the game. It was, was worse hit the receiver than, in stride was, while he's running. Was it worse than Odell Beckham's drop? It was the same thing. <laughs> um. But no, it, it, Cam, Cam is really taking his game to another level, and um, definitely there are no Panther will ever take home another uh, touchdown ball. I can tell you that <laughs> that's dead. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm like he's those game balls. Just go, go to the tape, son. Yep. It's there. This, that, 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 that's dead. There's there, nobody will ever have a uh, a game ball again. <laughs> that's for sure. I don't care what your man Cam look like. It won't be any touchdown balls in there. I tell you that. Not on not on Cam's watch. But um, he just he just really looked good. If I'm Carolina. I am slightly alarmed by the fact that you guys put up 35 points in what almost a half. Yeah. Going be, only because Carolina at this point has bigger goals. So at this point, you have to figure out like, yeah, we won, we won a lot of times, but let's start paying attention to what what's going to prevent us from losing, yeah. what's going to cause us a loss, and giving up 35 points yeah. is one of them. Um, but other than that, all around a good game and another example of how I feel like you guys game wise are heads and shoulders above the NFC East. Like you said, they are a legit team that if in the playoffs and playing good teams could win, but you just always lose. You always yeah. find yeah. I mean, you always find a way to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean just at the defense just not getting stops when guys just need to get in the field goal range and stuff like that. Uh, we, if we can get off the field we'll be okay. Yeah. I can't I was the one the one play that stood out to me is the one where he bootleg rolls out and all three linebackers come to him, mm-hmm. and and Olsen just goes right across the middle. Mm-hmm. And you say to yourself, "That's what makes him different." Yeah. You know, if Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, those guys roll out, three linebackers ain't chasing them. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And and then when you do that, and stop and throw it, and you, you know, that's when you say, "Wow, that that dude is something special." That's it. It comes up in the box scores, you know, five yard screen pass that the guy ran in, but it's it's not. It's the he one hundred percent did that. The same way we talk about Ted Ginn taking the top off the defense. Yeah. It's the same way he's taking the underneath mm-hmm. off the defense just because you have to respect him running. Absolutely. I agree with you. And that, that that's just the element that for the first time that I can really remember, he, with a lot of these running quarterbacks, you know, that's what makes them. And passing is kind of second. He legit is throwing from the pocket and making all the throws right there in the pocket. And he can run on top of it. Yeah. A lot of a lot of third downs he got on us just off of just scrambling and, and picking them up, and it's like goodness. I mean, what do you do when you you got everybody guarded, um, and he just gets out and somebody got their hand on him, he just knocks it off and mm-hmm. go gets the third down, and they get to move on. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a luxury not many people have. Yeah, definitely look at it. There's a lot of things you look at, and you and you kind of look at it if you're a defense coordinator. I mean, what else you want me to do, coach? We drew up the perfect play, executed it properly. And, you know, I ran and hit him as hard as I could. It just so happens he's the same size as me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not normal. Right. And he shook it <laughs> off. And, and you know what I mean? And now I will say for the first time as I watched it, I am starting to notice where um, 
JPP not having a, a second hand is affecting him. There's a lot of times um, he's getting that club. He tipped. He tipped. He tipped the key ball with that club. Yes, he did, and I, I, that was a point I was making. Also, was, first of all, that thing is huge. Yeah. If I'm a quarterback, I have a problem with that. Like, yeah. why are you allowed to? Because a lot of the, if he didn't have that club on his hand, the ball doesn't get tipped. You know what I mean? But his his hand, the circumference of his hand goes from let's say six inches to now it's twelve inches. See, but wide. but the thing is, they also showed the play where he just missed it, and it looked like at that point it looked like well, if he had his fingers. Maybe he could have got a hand on it. Another play when he tipped it, you right. saying opposite. Right. I mean, cause you, when you see, when you see the pictures and he puts that hand up at the line yeah. of scrimmage, like you're you're obviously making a passing window smaller. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because your hand is huge. So I think you're getting an advantage there. Now, when you go against a guy, a Cam, a Ben, you you can't. They're hard enough to bring down as it is. Uh-huh. You can't be putting one arm on them and the other one is just you yeah. know this it's not getting any traction on anything. Right. Like you can't. Right. You know what I mean? You might be able to pull down Russell Wilson with one hand. You ain't pulling down Ben yeah. or or whatever. Which leads me, why does he even have to? Um, why does he have to wear that? I'm, I'm it's probably not protecting his hand. Yeah. I, I, it just seems like a lot. The thing is huge. I would think next year maybe they'll have some kind of glove for him. When he, he had, they had a glove specially yeah. made for him. I mean, I'm just his hand. It doesn't. Like I said, it's probably healing. I guess. Yeah. I guess maybe. Sweat and infection or something yeah. like that, you know what I mean. But I, it, I am starting to notice that because it was several times he got his hands on Cam, and like I said, you're not pulling no damn Cam down. Yeah, he's with one been hand. doing that. Like he, he hasn't like they say it was his first sack, which is, I mean, I thought I could have sworn I seen him. He's back there. Sacks. Yeah, maybe they're half sacks. He's somebody. back there though. He's back there. He's back there. Yeah, which is yeah. just as important, you know yeah. what I mean? He, he's back there. He's making his. He's he's putting pressure on the quarterback. Right. right. He's getting more pressure than we've gotten basically all year. He just. Maybe he the quarter somebody else gets the sack because mm-hmm. he makes him run that way or something. Or he gets the I mean, a he lot of times he gets, you get down. the knockdown yeah. on. Yeah. If it's a third down, it is, as long as you prevent, mm-hmm. you know, it's no difference between getting a knockdown and an incomplete pass right. and getting a sack on third down. He gets the job done. He's definitely out there getting to the quarterback. Um, but I, as I start watching, I've seen him several times get that club on a guy, and you can. Yeah. That's all it is. Is you just getting a club on a guy that you can't mm-hmm. grip. Um, we start off Thursday night Rams um, Bucks. It, the, the James Winston thing has played out the way, I, you know, good games, bad games, mediocre games, a little bit in in between. As a whole, they're going. They have six wins. If they get, if they don't win another game, I think they'll be right where we all picked them to be at at six wins. If they win one or two more, seven or eight wins, I th- eight wins would be, I think, way ahead. Except for uh, TJ, who for some reason thought they were going to win the NFC South. I don't know where the hell he got that from, but um. I think he thought NFC South wasn't that good last year. He's off by uh, ten games because they're going to win six, and Carolina's going to win sixteen. So they're be <laughs> off by ten so games. Nobody expected that. Nobody expected no, that ab- ab- absolutely not. Absolutely not. But um, I mean, I, I don't. That's all I have to say. Is there anything else you have? To say? No, I mean, I, th- I thought. I mean, I thought they would be. I thought that um, Benson Jackson will play more of a role in this this year and a, a bigger target. For him to have along with Mike Evans, um, I thought you know that would that would be you know big for him, and I just know how much of a you know a leader he is, and mm-hmm. I I, was, I I felt like they would probably win more games too. I, I hope that because Vincent Jackson's a big time player. I just he's at the end of his career now, and so you ask yourself, what does he come back next year? Does he look like Rodney White? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or is he still got one or two more years left in him? Because I think that's a good look. If you can have those two receivers and the tight end who's actually starting to get better, he also can't stay healthy, him and Vincent Jackson. But um, and big question, which nobody's talking about, just because they don't care. But um, 
it was Doug Martin is on the free agent con. He's on the last year of his contract, mm-hmm. and he's I don't know what it is up to the day, but he's a good shot at winning a rushing title. Mm-hmm. And you haven't heard anybody mention anything about what Doug Martin, what's going to happen to Doug Martin next year. Nope. And he probably and it, it was day and age. He probably won't even get anything crazy money wise. He'll get some money. Yeah, he'll get some money. But you, you can't think of the last time a guy, the rushing champion, was on the get a free agent year and nobody's even talking about it. It's a different day and age, brother. That that it definitely is. I mean, it's like you say, you can find them anywhere. Back, yeah, out of practice squads everywhere, you know. Yeah, that's 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 a shame because they actually are the ones probably leading the concussion uh product. You know what I mean? They they get hit all the time. You stay and, healthy, man. You play all your games. You can win the rush title. That's a very uh, accurate. If you those are two things play sixteen games and starting running back. Yep, that's hard to do these days. Yeah. Man. That that is hard to do these days. Um, but I mean that being said, he is averaging five yards a carry. It's pretty that's impressive. Good. That's good. Yeah, it's real good. Um, Jets Cowboys. Cowboys are it's sad that they say now eliminated from the playoffs. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> these dudes are four and ten, and you're talking about. Eliminated from the cat like that. That just speaks so so much volumes of that. Uh, Jets. Anything anybody wants to say about Cowboys Jets? No, I mean I I, I think Keller Moore looked a little. He he looked a little confident. I would like to see him a little earlier. But other than that, I think he's starting this week. Yeah, he's starting this week. Um, the Cowboys are gonna that he's gonna be there. Fourth start. That to me is the biggest. Like the end. Of, there's not even when we start on opening day. There's not 32 good quarterbacks. Okay. And now we're talking about we got teams like the Cowboys and the Texans throwing their fourth starting quarterback this year. Yeah. Like th- that's more troubling when when you start seeing you don't the guy who's getting hurt and leaving you don't even know who he is, let alone who his backup is. And think about how many times now, like we're we're doing this musical quarterback thing where it's like Brandon Williams is going to be starting. Like he just got cut from the Cowboys as a third string quarterback, <laughs> and now he's starting on a completely other team. Like. Yeah. What? How does that work? You know what I mean? Like a guy who probably wasn't even in the league to start the season, and it's like, oh yeah, me, I'm starting for my second team. And no, he weeks. was in the he was in the league to start the season. Castle, they brought in Castle, then cut him. He right, was there first. Right, 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 right. So I mean, it's just like there's a lot of quarterback starting in the last three weeks. It's just like you know the Texans again with T.J. Yates, and then he goes down, and and it's just like. Quarterbacks and Brian Malice, Ryan Malice, Jimmy Clausen is starting mm-hmm. right here in Baltimore. He got cut just earlier this year for he played terrible for the Bears, and now all of a sudden he's starting quarterback again somewhere. Like Matt Schaub spotting. We've seen everybody. You know, <laughs> we literally have seen everybody. You know, those guys that you AJ McCarr, AJ uh, what you would call it? Just guys as college. Oh, this guy's still in the league. Oh, that guy's still in the league. And just dudes are just literally coming off the street and playing quarterback. Yeah. It's it's hey man, you need somebody out there, somebody yeah. who got some kind of experience. Could you? I mean, that that's just crazy. The guys are showing up on Tuesday, and then you know they're the backup quarterback on Sunday, and lo and behold, they're in the game. And you got to ask yourself, like, what playbook are you guys running with? Like, uh, here's the ten plays I know, coach. Like, you know, it's like, I guess we'll go with those. <laughs> and that, that that's just such a disadvantage. Um, Bears. The, the game that just keeps uh, the Bears-Vikings. TJ, you got anything to say? <laughs> uh, nothing to say, TJ. Anything anybody want to say about the uh, about Bears-Vikings? The Bears the a- Vikings? AP got hurt. Uh, yeah, but it, it, how bad is it? They said it said um, x-rays on his ankle showed no damage. 
Okay. Don't know what that means, but that sounds good. It's better than to show that there is damage. Yeah. The, I mean, does that mean he's going to be um, playing this week? Uh, he's a pretty tough dude, so. Yeah. Probably so, but um, my guess is he's, he's starting to get nicked up now because this is the second or third time in three weeks that he's left the game with something. And at 9-5, and five, they've already clinched, actually. You might want to start easing up his workload and, you know. Ease everybody's workload up. We play yeah. him next week. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Got you. Without, well, you guys. Will, speaking of eased up workload, up uh, Beckham will be fresh because <laughs> his workload is going to be real eased up. Um, the Vikings, uh, you know, was kind of high on them earlier in the year. Stephon Not much Diggs. to say about them. Stephon Diggs, two touchdowns. Good for after him. after completely falling off the face of the earth for the better half of a month now. Yeah. Um, the Vikings, I think, they'll be at ten wins for the season. Good season for them. Cute. I expect a first-round egg. Depending, unless they had to play one of the NFC East teams. I see a first-round You know what? It, how crazy would that be, though? Like, say the Redskins win the thing and they get a home game against the Vikings. I I don't really see that as, like, Redskins got a shot to win that. Absolutely. You know I, I heard the um, Super Bowl talk already. Man. I mean. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I, no, I, it's Sports Talk Radio. I heard oh, I believe it's ridiculous um, fans calling in with. They're ridiculous scenarios. I, but, I mean, the thing is, then the story will be, oh, we made it to the playoffs, and we won a game, and this one, you'll be like, dude, stop, yo. Made it to the playoffs with a losing record and got a home game and beat a team on the road that wasn't even that good. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can see it happen. I so can see it happen. And, and then they would definitely. We but probably, that's what the um, that's what the, city that's down. what the Panthers did last year, and they built off of that. They were, what, 7-8-1 last year? They didn't make the playoffs last year. Panthers? Yeah. Panthers didn't make the playoffs last year. Who won the NFC? Um. Falcons. Oh, okay. Right. My bad. The, um, or was that the year before? One year. What was the year? Probably, they... probably the year before. But last year they actually had actually had a losing record last year. But that's hence the no they had a winning record. But hence the reason that they have this winning streak. You can't have a winning who, streak who, if you who lost. Was the wild cards last year. Oh, everyone can have the information for us next year. Last year? Yeah. Uh, that would take me a while to get. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's right on there. Really is right on the pro football reference, but um no because that's why the Panthers their winning streak. Remember they won the last. They haven't lost a game since before Cam I fl- uh, got in that car accident. So hmm. the only way you cannot have a winning record from the season, only one person enters the season with a winning record, and that's the Super. I mean a winning streak, and that's the Super Bowl winner, unless you didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So they definitely didn't make the playoffs. But um Panthers did win the NFC South last last season, seven eight and one. The who? Panthers. Last season. Mm-hmm. So then how do they have a winning streak going into the season? They, they couldn't have. I don't know, but they <laughs> right. were seven, eight, and one, and they won the NFC. That's they finished that's first. That's that. I felt like I thought they was in the playoffs too. That's why I even. Yeah, they finished first in the NFC. I knew. I knew last year the NFC South was really bad. So Nobody had a winning record. How can you have record. a winning record? They didn't win the Super Bowl. I mean, how can you have a, a winning streak dating back to last year? Maybe they won their last. I can't win maybe, your last. Maybe game. maybe home games. It is. Who they play in the first round of playoffs last year? Uh, I don't know. I'll find out for you. Yeah, you do that. Cardinals. In the first round? Mm-hmm. Okay. They beat the Cardinals 27-16. Then they lost to the Seahawks in the second round. Oh, yeah. The Cardinals didn't have um, – Yeah. They didn't have – Yeah, yeah it was after the, after they were playing the with got the, hurt. the mm-hmm. second swing got hurt, too, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They, after, what was the guy's name? Because they were talking about yesterday. Austin Palmer got hurt. Yeah, I know you know what you're talking about, eh? I didn't want to know anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, you and TJ are gonna real, be real successful. <laughs> <laughs> you got good good luck to you guys. Um, Falcons Jaguars again. Anything anybody wants to say there? No. Okay. Um, real quick, back to that. Um, Bears. What do you, Jay Cutler? What's the what's you guys highest paid player in football, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a, in an era to 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 join the two conversations. Okay, Jay Cutler, you can there's a million negative things you can say about Jay Cutler, right? Mm-hmm. To which my comment would be Jimmy Clausen started this week. Mm-hmm. TJ Yates started this week. Mm-hmm. AJ McCarron started this week. So, what are you going to do? Can't even pick up one of them? Like the fact <laughs> is there's not that many good quarterbacks out there. So say what you want about him, he's in the top 32 quarterbacks. Do you feel he's do you feel he's what percentage of the problem do you think he is? A lot. Okay. <laughs> like he, he absolutely is, but Again, say what you, when everybody says we have to get rid of, uh, even like we'll say here, Cousins. Mm-hmm. You ask yourself, he's not a good. Is Tom Brady up for trade? Is Aaron Rodgers up for trade? Is Cam Newton up Peyton for trade? Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? Yeah, Peyton Manning, exactly. <laughs> is Cam Newton. So is Matt. You ask yourself, so, you know, or in Detroit, we got to get rid of uh, Sam uh, Matthew Stafford. And get who? Yeah. No, I agree 100%. Because then what you end up with is the Nick Foles for Sam Bradford trade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we can't win with Nick Foles. Let's get Sam Bradford. Like, oh, wow, that, that was uh, setting the world on fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, at the end of the day, is Jay Cutler the problem? Absolutely. But I, I don't see you getting a better a better option than him. Man, you, might, you, might have, you might have a few out there. You might Robert Griffin, if you want to Kaep- Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Kaepernick and Robert Griffin. Cool. I don't have a problem with that. I definitely have. And if they do that, trust me, Jay Cutler will find a job. No question. <laughs> I mean, he's still going to start. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, if you, if you, I don't have any problem with you saying I'd like to give RG3 or Kaepernick one of these younger guys a shot. Because at this point, you definitely know what you got with Jay Cutler. Yeah. You, you know, but, um, hey, I don't, he's going to have a job. The fact that there's just not that many quarterbacks. There just really isn't. I mean, Josh McCown is a starting quarterback on the opening day. And he's 38 years old and he's a backup journeyman. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? That just is the Texans went into training camp with a Ryan Mallett, Brian Hoyer quarterback battle. Like mm-hmm. that's how you start the season off. Four injuries. You're like one of these two guys is going to be our starting quarterback. The thing is, is they still they were really can't count on Ryan Mallett because he was supposed to have so much promise. He was supposed to be one of the next guys, and and they didn't just give him the job. And then you, you that's notice why they traded for him. And then you notice when he got released, he got picked up like. Oh, wait, no, he didn't. Like, the dude was sitting at home for a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. which I really found odd. And, yeah. and a couple quarterbacks went down. And his, like, they, names like Brandon Whedon were going before him, which is, that, there's a reason behind well, that. Well, you know, when you're not being a professional, yeah. when you're not showing up <laughs> yeah. for meetings, not showing up for practices or walkthroughs and all that. Yeah, the, not, the league is not, you know, especially when you haven't done nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely we can get play we can games. get bad quarterback play with a guy who yeah, at least wants to be here. Strongest arm in the world. They're not playing them games. No, nah, absolutely. Yeah. Not at the quarterback position yeah. too. No, yeah. de- definitely not doing that. Um like we said, Falcons, Jaguars, bad oh, Lions and Cardinals were the wild cards last season to answer your question. Okay. Good job. The Cardinals Thank started you. off Eleven and one, or something like something stupid. Ten and one, yeah, and then just kind of backed into the playoffs after Carson Palmer. Because who's the backup guy? Why can't I remember his name? Because um, literally Stanton. Stanton. Stanton, Stanton got hurt. And then who did they finish with? Ryan Lindsay, Ryan Lin- Ryan Lindley, Lindley. Okay, I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. Probably is. 
probably start this week. The um, yeah, they back they, the Cardinals are just a great story, sad story about uh, Honey Badger though, and I saw yeah, it when it happened. I was, yeah. I, I knew that was the season. Right after after a good play by him. I, in fast motion when he was just laying there, I was like, and the ball, you know, like we always say, when a dude don't even attempt to go for the ball, yeah. you can cancel that. Mm-hmm. And then when you saw the replay and his own leg kicked his leg, he just, I was like, mm. that ain't look good. That ain't look good at all. And then when he tried to show him powering off, like he was trying to walk off the field. He couldn't even walk off the field. I knew that was a season right there. That's a sad story. Good kid. Yeah, great, good. great season. Yeah, a- absolutely. I was glad to see him. You know, they were talking about how he wasn't even going to make the NFL. And like, you know, he had yeah. completely yeah. burned out at um <laughs> double entendre there. But he completely flamed out in uh in college. And, you know, this dude who was at one point at like third or fourth in the Heisman yeah. was now worried if he was even going to get drafted right. or even a shot to play at NFL. Yeah, I'm I'm real I'm real happy for him that he got a he shot. His turn, his life around. Because I was saying, I'm like, it's – Marijuana that good with guys just ruin their whole life. This kid never before you even get to the pick, NFL, you know, and yeah, he about to not even yeah. get to the NFL yeah. off a of weed, right? But then when 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 Arizona ended up picking him up, I was like, good place. He get to be up there with Pat, and you know they can be together. Three LSU guys on that defense, you know, and and they say Pat took him in big time, yeah, yeah. and it's been been really good. And that whole time when everything was over there, you. St- you could even see the little big brother, little brother sort of thing. Like Patrick right. was the first person over there who was standing over top of him. You know, he was he was on it. Um, and to answer Colts. another one of your questions, the Panthers won their last four games of the season last year at home. Yeah. I mean, at uh, regular season. Yeah. So they just when they say the the winning there is regular season games that they're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Won their last four. Um, Texans. You said they finished with seven and nine. Seven, eight, and one. Oh. They tied, they tied the uh, they tied. Bengals, and that won the, uh, the division yep. seven wins. Yep. Jesus. Um, yeah, Falcons Jags bad matchup. Um, another Texas. Ryan. Uh, um, Matt Ryan. That's another one. I mean, what are they gonna do? Same thing. And that's how you end up with these hundred million dollar contracts because you you say you know Matt Ryan's up for a contract. We're gonna renew him. Uh, you know he's not really like okay. Well, what else are you gonna do? You know, I mean, like, you can go in the draft and not know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt Ryan's good enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? At this point, it almost becomes like you just ask yourself, can this guy be Joe Flacco? Cause Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. It's mm-hmm. like, can he – is he good enough to win a Super Bowl with? Mm-hmm. Can he be Brad Johnson? Can he be a guy to win us a Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't think any of you, you – you say to yourself, I mean, we're not looking for the next Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers ain't for sale. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just ask yourself, if we put a good enough team around the guy – can he win for us? And you probably not. You want a guy to be like, can he do what Eli done? Eli's not setting the world on fire during the regular season, and nope, he's not breaking records left, right, and center. But you know, he's good enough to win with. And when when it's time to make a play, he makes the play. Yeah, and that's all you can really. And so you ask yourself, like, could Matt Ryan turn into that? Yeah, I guess if he wants to be clutch. I think Matt Ryan makes really good throws sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty I mean, good, DJ. I mean, <laughs> it's really I good mean when I say sometimes. that, when I say that, it's like it's not like dipping dunk throws like a lot of these quarterbacks. No, he, safe throws, he makes throws he can. on the field. Like he can make the throws. Yeah, third and can. fifteen, I'm okay with him being my quarterback. Absolutely. He can get you that. No, absolutely. So that's why you say to yourself, like, I mean, you're not guaranteed to get that. So you say, yeah, yeah I mean, we'll stick it out with Matt Ryan. And you have a lot of other quarterbacks who won't even attempt to make the throws that he makes. And so that's why you ask yourself, yeah, you might as well stick with Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> you know, that's why you say, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to say, wow, Matt Ryan's going to lead us to a Super Bowl, but 
I, I'll like you said, I, yeah, whatever. I'll stick with him. <laughs> he, he makes, makes really good, good throws, throws sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> He's really good sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Texas Colts, like I said, uh, just that's a shame with that. That division really is the NFC East, just a little bit. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's because we don't live there, but I mean, just a little less spotlight on it. But this is also, with the exception of that, I feel like, like I said about the Giants, I feel like the Giants can actually be. I don't think any of these teams can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Texans, Colts, if uh, Andrew Luck doesn't sound like he's anywhere close to uh, returning. Yeah. And then even if he were to return, how much confidence would you have in him? Like, none. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he didn't look good before, and you're not going to tell me that he's going to look any better coming off a lacerated kidney, mm-hmm. coming back before he was supposed to come back. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to. I, I wouldn't even want to be out there. I don't need to be getting hit. Yeah. You know, um, the Texans just losing quarterbacks. That's all they do. Just mm-hmm. keep dropping quarterbacks. Um, defense has really turned it on, though. The defense really has become what it was supposed to be. Why? Uh, why? Why they ain't got a sack in the last few weeks? It's been a little quiet. Uh, two games, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still leads the league in sacks, I believe. Yeah, probably does. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Panthers, Giants. We already talked about that. Patriots, Titans. Not much to talk about there, other than watching this guy run the ball. I've never even heard of Joey. I don't even want to attempt to mess up his name, but the Patriots keep rolling. The Patriots keep rolling. Um, Redskins, Bills. What say you, A one? Um, the new co-host of the A one and TJ hours. Hey, I ain't no member. Kirk Cousins. Um, the last seven weeks has been looking real good. Having said all that, I wouldn't be shocked at all if we go out here and lose one of the next two or lose both of them. And both long, of them? Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's uh, Dallas and Philly. At Philly and at Dallas. I wouldn't be surprised if he lost both. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he won both. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I'm just saying. They don't play well at home. We talked about that. I mean, away. Uh, on the road, yeah. Away. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's where I met with this team is I'm not yet convinced. I still don't think – I'm not convinced they're a good team. So. I need you to be more cocky about this, A1. No, nah, I, I, I mean – been there, done that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> done, the, done the cocky round. <laughs> definitely. So, I mean, for me, I'm just taking a uh, – I'm going to temper my expectations and just take a wait-and-see approach with this team. I like I like what we're doing right now, though. But, I mean, if we go out here and get bombed by Philly on Saturday night, it wouldn't shock me at all. So and I would love that. Sounds yeah. like my assessment. Do you have anything different to say than that? No. I mean, Curtis been looking great. Um, they're finally running Alfred Morris. He's running the ball well, like he's done his whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, Deshaun Jackson's back, and he's been productive every game. He scored yep. every game, and basically, the I no longer want to trade Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I, didn't, hear, I didn't even hear you say that. That's weird. And the that whole Redskin nation. I didn't hear none of that. That's crazy. What? People were trying to get him or kick him. Ah, oh, get him. They wanted him off the team so bad. You know, Jordan Reed looks unchuckable right now. Jordan Reed's thing was always consistent. Couldn't stay out of the uh, the concussion. Yeah, and and the next time Jordan Reed gets a concussion, that might be a career. Yeah, he's had a few. You nice. know that's that's the that's the scary part about it is that the next time he because I mean he's, he's had like four or five. I don't think they going they just let you just keep racking them up and going back out there like that. Let's hope he stay out of that because he he um he's he's looking he's looking very well. Oh yeah, he he absolutely is. He absolutely is. Um, Chiefs Ravens Chiefs keep going. And it's two teams just doing what they continue to do what they're doing. Chiefs keep winning, Ravens keep losing. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, Jimmy Clausen 
it's amazing he's in the NFL. Did Starting for you see those uniforms the Ravens had on Sunday? Yeah. Who, who thought that up? I don't know. Probably the same people who did the uh all the Thursday night games. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I haven't seen. That. I don't care how many TVs in here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that, that game touched my screens. <laughs> Chiefs Ravens, hey, I'm with you, bro. I'm, okay, I'm with TVs. Yeah, I'm with you. Definitely, we'll put the, we'll put two TV. We'll put uh, two uh, the game right. two different. Uh, what right. you call it? The game on two TVs before we do that. Joint. <laughs> put that joint on CNN. See what's going on. Um, Brown Seahawks. The Russell Wilson show continues, featuring uh, Doug Baldwin. Yeah. That dude Baldwin, is yeah. it's killing people right now. 10, 11 touchdowns in four games? Only Jay Rice has done that before? Mm-hmm. That's that's some impressive numbers. Um, Johnny Football, that's a tough show, tough game for you, buddy. Who they got next week, A1? Who, Seattle? No, uh, the Browns. I want to say I want to say Pittsburgh. I feel like Manziel um, did decent under the circumstances. Drop passes out there. I thought he played well, though. I guess the question is, what happens to Johnny next year? Um, Kansas City. They got Kansas City. They'll probably, Pittsburgh's last. Probably last wait season. and see what happens, you know, through this year, how he plays. But I, 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 I do think Johnny could be a really productive quarterback in this league. I like him. Really? Yeah, I like Johnny. When you say, so just to throw a number estimate, like middle of the pack, like 15 or higher? Um, I feel like. Like a top 10 quarterback? Nah, I don't know about that. Okay. So like, I'm, I said, I, like a like a thirteen, fifteen, middle of the pack. I feel like he can be Russell. Russell Wilson. I feel like he can be that. He I think I mean, he has a sp- MVP. <laughs> Russell <laughs> Wilson? So Wilson's probably about to finish second in his well, MVP, bro. Okay, but well, what is Russell Wilson as far as quarterbacks? Is he middle? Russell Wilson's definitely top ten. About now, that dude's playing a lights out. Yeah, I mean man. now, now you can say that when you're going off the last five weeks. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I, 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 Russell, I mean, Russell, that's, I mean that's a that's a lofty um that's a lofty tag to I, throw on him. But I feel like Russell is just smarter, right? Johnny, right. Johnny can make better throws, than right? Russell, I but don't disagree Russell's with any smarter. of that. Yeah, and and that's Russell's best attribute. Yeah, like if it is, and it that's. Is. Probably Johnny's worst attribute. You and know what it I mean? Comes with, it comes with being in a film room. It comes with experience. Russell got a chance to get thrown right out there. You know, he wasn't lighting the world on fire at first. They were running the ball heavy. He was being, you know, he was being protected by, you know, only making certain throws. And then as the confidence, as the wins got on, then just like, I mean, Brady with the same thing. They keep these quarterbacks safe. Then after they get confident, now they get a right. chance to audible. They get a chance but, to open up the playbook. But, but Johnny's more. starting off confident. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like the, the yeah. thing is, is like the plays that Johnny makes, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson would never attempt that because he's like, yeah. he doesn't ha- he he came in as a third. You know, it's like he didn't have the opportunity to be like, oh, my bad, coach. I threw the ball across my body, running yeah. out of bounds, and I yeah. thought I could make that. If, he would do stuff like that. He wouldn't even have been in the league. You, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like he was – so, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. But, you know, when you got – sometimes having that cannon of an arm is a curse because mm-hmm. you feel like you can make these throws that the defense is, you know, just not going to let you make. Sometimes maybe, but most of the times not. I think John – I'm he's one of my more intriguing guys that I, I, I'm, I will be interested to see what he can do. I would just – I'd prefer it out of Cleveland. Well, I, let me ask you real quick if – um. They let him go. What are they going to do? Bring Josh McNown back? Yeah, I mean that's what, they're the Browns. I mean, what are you talking about? They do what they always do. You go draft another quarterback. 
It'd be the third one in probably five years that they drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. Well keep they draft, they draft a different quarterback in the first round probably mathematically every three years. And they all stink. And, you know, I mean, they're the Browns. So what are they going to do? Continue to stink? What do you mean? What are they going to do without Johnny Manziel? Same thing they did before he got there. Same thing they've been doing since he's been there. Absolutely nothing. So that's what I'm saying. You might as well keep Johnny and just see what he can do. Give him a shot, you know? They don't, he, that was a bad fit. Bad fit. Bad city. Bad fit. Bad management. They don't want him. They don't want to be there. They don't want him there. That's that's the definition of square peg around a hole. Like, hold on to him for what? So you can put him through another year of misery? Another year of suspending him for listening to hanging out with a DJ? But, I mean, what's the point? Let that man go. Let him go somewhere and, you know, if you love something, you let it go. You know what they say? <laughs> I mean, let, let that man live. They don't want so him. So is it the coach that doesn't want him or upper management upper that doesn't management. want him? They're the, ones, they're the ones who said it from, on draft day. He's not going to come here and be Hollywood. That was a contradiction of who he is. Um, Packers, Raiders. Anything? Um, well, what's his name announced his retirement? Um, yeah. I was kind of surprised because he still has a lot of football left in him. Yeah, he's 40 years old. Having, yeah, having a good is. year. He's having a hell of a year. But you watch a Raiders game, that dude is all over the place, man. Like Matter of t- fact, you don't even have to watch a Raiders game. That dude finds his way into Sports Center <laughs> quite a bit. Like Tiki Barber said, when he retired after having his three best years ever, is you don't see me, you know, from Tuesday to Friday or whatever. When you know it's hard to even get out of the bed, you know. He's you, a running back though. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. Saying, but he's, I mean, uh, he was also thirty-one, right? Versus forty. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I I definitely agree. And I mean, it's not like the Raiders are. It's not like if I come back next year, we're going to the Super Bowl or anything mm-hmm. like that. So at this point, he's literally just out there. Racking up, uh, which you know, meaningless milestones of his own. You can't mm-hmm. really say that though. You never know what any team could do from year to, from year to year. When I mean, you're a Raiders fan, you can. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, right can. That, yeah. I ain't going to the Super Bowl next year. I can tell you that. Um, well, Packers still yet to impress me. Yeah, Packers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers still trying to trying to make do with these guys who really can't get open. Um, Mark Cooper's good. All he took out of the game stuff we knew already. Yeah, I mean, early in the – I mean, 10-4 and four is still a very good record. I mean, 10 wins is a good season. They still have, I mean, they could essentially finish 12 wins, yeah. but I don't see them – as crazy as it sounds, as the one that they'll have 10 or 12 wins and they're the Packers, and I see them as no threat in the playoffs to win a Super Bowl. Like, I'm not, I don't have them in my Super Bowl contenders. If we no, do our power not, rankings, they're not in my top five. I can, I, can, I, can see them, I can see them beating any team in a in – a, As long as you got Aaron Rodgers, you can. Yeah. But th- absolutely, the thing is, is that to win the Super Bowl, can you see them winning three good games in a row? And it's like I don't, I don't see that. I don't know about that. Yeah, but I, as long as you, I feel like you can knock out one of them mm-hmm. teams that we think is mm-hmm. in contention. Yeah, no, you, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as long as you got certain guys, you have a shot. You know what yeah. I mean? If you got Aaron Rodgers, especially if you got Lambo, you got a shot. Yeah. Um, Broncos, Steelers. Um, still is a exciting team, man. Greatest show not on turf. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we talked about this. Just all the all the stuff they got on offense. I mean, been through the ball fifty five times. Yeah, I mean, he Antonio did. Antonio Brown was sixteen catches, one hundred eighty nine yards. Man, I mean, they're loaded over there, man. Yeah, they must see TV. Yeah, they are. Broncos, what's up? Um. Also, the, the the numbers, well, he threw three touchdowns under fifty percent, but 
I, I thought he, I thought he, he's looking a little scared now. I, 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 you got to go to, um, you got to go to Peyton, but I, I feel like you got to do as much as you possibly can to make sure that dude's healthy. You know what I mean? If yeah. you, you delay, if, if I'm the Broncos, I go as far as I can with uh, Oswaller, and you know, if I can steal two more weeks, I'm stealing two more weeks. You know what I mean? You know, and they're, 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 they're. They might not make the playoffs. Yeah, so they're not winning. They're not winning anything with Oswald. I can tell you that. Kansas City's nine and five. Yeah. Kansas City's and right behind them. And moving. Yeah, and they lose next week, and and um Kansas City win. They're tied. And yeah, they can they can lose themselves not to the playoffs. So. But then, so you ask yourself, I, okay, so here's here's the thing. Then it becomes, right? All everything you said is true. Peyton Manning doesn't have. Five games left in him. That's just not going. He's not going to play five more good games this year. So if you say we start him next week, must win game, and you start him the week after that, chances are three weeks from now you're looking at a banged up Peyton Manning. You know, you know what I mean. So it's like if I'm the Broncos, the number one goal is how far can I get with Peyton Manning resting. You know what I mean, sort of thing. Like if Brock can give me one more game and I get a win, and that's one more week. For Peyton resting, the the dream situation is if is you got to find a way. Like, can I get into the playoffs without using Peyton, and then just ask Peyton to give me three good games in a row? Mm-hmm. And, and I think I that's if, that, if Peyton's healthy. I don't see why Peyton can't play five good games if he's healthy. Because he hasn't. If he's not healthy, I don't see how he can play one. Yeah, and I, he's got a serious injury, and he ain't no spring chicken. Yeah, you you know. So I, even when they say he's healthy, I mean. How healthy is he? My guess is that their definition of healthy is it's as good as it's going to get right now. So if you want to go out there and play, go out there and play. But I don't think that it'd be going out on a limb to say if you put him out there, he's going to get hurt again in some sort of form. Well, the one thing that's good about about Brock is he's he's not out there just turning the ball over. No. You know, he's not lighting the world on fire, but he's he's not just turning it over. Is it me? I feel like he's gotten worse every week. Yeah, I mean, once 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 you get that tape out on uh-huh. you, man, it's different. Uh-huh. It, but I mean, at the same time, he's playing against a Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, with the weapons at his disposal. But the week before it was, they put up 150 yards against the Raiders. Yeah, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah, I mean, the first, but even even the first game, the Raiders played Broncos pretty tough with Peyton. Yeah, that this is a stay yeah, tuned. In, in Tennessee this week. It's a big game. Stay tuned. They they um they got himself a little dilemma over there. I haven't really heard. Have they said anything? I know Peyton returned to practice, and then there was rumors that he shot down instantly that I didn't believe for a second, saying that he wouldn't back up on the dude. And I'm like, Peyton Manning would never say something like that right. publicly. Right. He's just way too professional for that right. to to be doing anything like that. He might think it, but yeah. I'm certainly not letting that get out. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Dolphins Chargers bad. Two bad teams. Bad games. I remember earlier in the year when I told you guys that that um that he has the ball in his hand. Play was over. We'll look at that afterwards. Look like he has the ball in his hand. Um, I remember earlier in the year when the Dolphins beat the Redskins at home, and I was like, "Remember that conversation?" And I was like, "Yo, when we look back at the end of the year, I'm like, this is a game they should have won." And you were like, uh, "I'm not so sure about that." 
Oh, absolutely. Don't do that. You guys are like, I feel like the Dolphins are a good team. Oh, okay, yeah. I feel like the Dolphins <laughs> are going to be a good team. I don't think this is a bad loss. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Losing to the Dolphins at home, it's not a good look. No. <laughs> That's definitely not what you guys would say. Uh, Bengals, 49ers. Dude. But wait, you guys had the Dolphins as 10 wins, 9 wins, 8 wins. So everybody thought they were going to be all right this. I mean, yeah, they made some they made some key acquisitions this summer. So I felt like they were going to be all right. They made some acquisitions. Uh, Tannehill was, I think, oversold. And again, though, he falls into that same category. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, get rid of him and get who? Mm-hmm. Like, is he the greatest thing ever? No. Do you look at him and say, oh my God, this guy is horrible? Mm-hmm. No. His ceiling is. Be, I mean, he can be Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Like, he's, he could be Matt Ryan when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. He could be Matthew Stafford. You know, is he going to be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? No. He just is what he is. And I, I feel like now there's just more guys in the quarterbacks who are just, that's what they are. They're just guys. Mm-hmm. They just really are. I think you got, you know, five, six, seven guys at the top. You got ten guys in the middle who are just guys. And then you got bad, just flat out bad guys. Need better quarterback play, man. Yeah, um, it's crazy how many starting quarterbacks aren't, you know, that good. And then and then you think about it, like I say, we say Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and those is all getting up there. Mm-hmm. And it's like if all three of them fall off the face of the earth, like then what? It gets bad. You know what I mean? You'd be talking about we have one elite quarterback, and you know I mean we'd have, you know, you'd be just be like man, this is. You got Russell. You got you'd have Cam. Russell. You'd have Cam. And you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Then after that, you just have a bunch of guys playing quarterback. Still have Eli. Absolutely, Eli. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, Eli. All, all good names. <laughs> all very nice people. Um, all make good throws sometimes, <laughs> as DJ said. Very insightful. And win Super Bowls and you make know, good plays. Two sometimes. Super Bowls. Um, it's true. <laughs> Cardinals, Eagles. I, Cardinals just look like a much better team. They're they're a good team. Good team. Again, I say I look forward. I hope that we get to see a healthy Cardinals team play a healthy um, Carolina team. Lost in all this, though. We're losing the honey badges already. Yeah. Put them behind. Absolutely. Chris Johnson's hurt. Ellington. Ellington stays hurt. But the, 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 running, the running back, David Johnson, ain't losing nothing by <laughs> having him in there. Yeah, you're right. You know, um, w- imagine what Cam and Carolina would have been doing if um, Benjamin was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a team missing his number one receiver. Right, but I'm glad. Ted Ginsley? I'm Right. That's what I'm saying because, you know, I've been taking up a Ted Ginn for years, and everybody's been talking all this stuff about him, and he got a chance to prove this year why Benjamin's out that he really belongs in this league and he can really be a threat. And now when, when Benjamin come back, now Cam knows that. Other teams know that. It'll open up for Benjamin even more. How old is Ginn? Um, I'm not sure. Probably late 20s. Yeah, now nah, he could – um. See, that's the thing is I like Ken as a that second guy, like the Alvin Harper to Michael Irvin sort of thing. You know? I mean, I wish he caught a little bit more, but there's there's definitely a role for you. You, you, you know what I mean? And if if he he's a weapon, I think he does more than just fly routes. He run he he ran nice little slants on us, getting first downs, and you could throw screens to him, and he'll be out of there. He's a threat. Small dude, so that yeah, I wouldn't small. wouldn't recommend. Uh, <laughs> turn him into your, you know, your slant guy. But nah, if 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 you have Benjamin and you can move Gen over to your two, or even get a, you know, make him a. There's definitely a room for him in this league, no mm-hmm. doubt about that. 
A dude can flat out fly. And you know what also you notice is that every time he drops one of these bombs, Cam goes right back to him. Yeah. Which I I I, I like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's that and he and he Cam actually does you, you've never seen Cam hang him out like you know, he drops these touchdowns and Cam just okay. Let's you know. He acts like it's it just goes back to the next down. You know, it's just the end of it's just a bad play on second down. No big deal. I like that. I mean, they see these guys play every day. We just see them on Sundays. I mean, it happened. What I was watching the Saints game and Benjamin Watson missed two catches in a row. And Drew Brees went right back to him on third down for the third time. And I was like, man, that's some confidence in that dude because you've seen what he's done for you before. I like that, and I, and I think that goes to to leadership because he. I mean, he's had plenty of opportunity. I mean, I think that's what they started saying about the guy Aaron Rodgers when stuff started coming out is that. He was a bit of a jerk when it came to things like that and was a little bit uh, mm-hmm. spoiled and thought that he was perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's when all the rumors started, you know, little rumblings coming out about him not being the best teammate ever and not being the best uh, leader. I, I must say, in all this MVP season Cam is having and all this hype he has drawn to himself, he does seem very teammate-oriented. You know, he's he's up there. He's cheering on everybody else's touchdowns as much as he's, as he's cheering his own on. And he's always up and up and down on the on the sidelines, talking to the teammates and everything like that. So, that is that is good to see, especially like I said, the way when Ted does drop those, he goes right back to him. Well, what was really under the radar this year is um, all the talk about Norman and what he's doing, and we have and nobody has done anything on Patrick Peterson, but nobody's nobody's really saying anything about it, and maybe because he don't try to you know do extra stuff and get attention, but. He's having a great year. He is. And nobody's saying nothing. He is. And agreed. Uh, I mean, actually, quietly, for, for the year the Cardinals are having, I was really talking about yeah. them. I mean, you know, to be a 12-2 and two team. Yeah. I mean, they, are, they as a team are flying on. It's like every once in a while. I mean, you can go stick stick right there. Carson Palmer. You hear a couple people mention this. Carson Palmer's having an amazing But I hear his season. name in MVP. Right, though. people. But it's like as an also-ran sort of yeah. thing. And it's still, you know, it's like you talk about Cam. Before it was Cam and Brady, Cam and Brady, Cam and Brady. Right. And it was like Carson Palmer was like the, you know, an also-ran sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But never was really mentioned is that, like, that dude is having an awesome year. 4,277 yards, 32 and 9. 32 and 9. Yeah. With 4,000 yards already. Yes, 4,200, 106 rating. Yeah, I mean, that's a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. With two games left to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's a hell of a year. Um, then Lions Saints last night. Bad, there's a lot of bad teams in the league this year, man. And they all seem to keep playing each other and <laughs> <laughs> forcing us to watch. Uh, Breeze. Breeze still got something. I mean, in a league that's starving for quarterbacks, Breeze, Breeze ain't going anywhere anytime no. soon. <laughs> I mean, Breeze can definitely, definitely still throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I don't think he's the MVP Drew Breeze he was four years ago, but. He definitely, like I said, in a league with no quarterbacks, he's still a lot better than 90% of them. His numbers are real close to um, Carson Palmer's, actually. Real close. Yeah, he's tacked on. He's, he's, he's had some, you know, he threw eight in one game, seven, eight. TDs. Yeah. That Giants game. Yeah. I think that was seven. Was it se- wasn't it seven? Seven for Eli and eight for? Seven and six, I believe. Okay. Oh, six and five, one of them. No, definitely more. It was, it was, it was like seven and was at worst six and seven. Yeah. Why are we bringing that game up? He's just talking because you no, know, he's talking about uh, what's his name's numbers. Yeah. And I was saying, I mean, he got seven in one game. Yeah, he had seven, seven Who touchdowns. Who cares? <laughs> what are his numbers for the year? Uh, 
67% completions, 4,100 yards, 28 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Drew Brees is always amazing with his, with his completion percentage as a guy who throws the ball down the field. Exactly. He, exactly. Like that year that he had 70% and throwing the ball down the field. That's that's yeah, big, accurate, man. man. Yeah, he is. That's because he's not doing the Alex Smith thing, you know. No, not at all. And he's getting seventy percent complete. I mean, he's like this is the down year from he's at sixty-seven percent. Mm-hmm. There's quarter Cam Newton will never see sixty-seven percent. You know, I mean, yeah. there's guys who will never in their career throw sixty-seven percent. That's a hell of a police, uh, completion percentage for a guy who throws the ball down the field a lot. Good for him. You want to go ahead and get into these uh, games? Yeah, man. Thursday night we got the Chargers. It's Christmas Eve, right? That is. Yeah, Chargers at Raiders. Is it one game? Yeah. Okay. The Chargers at Raiders? Mm-hmm. Raiders. Get the Raiders. Um, Redskins at Eagles on Saturday. That's on Saturday. Okay. I knew I knew the, the, the schedule was kind of funny. I couldn't understand because I saw commercials for the Eagles. Redskins game on NFL Network too, so I guess because they, they're calling it third because when it's Saturday night they still call it Thursday night football. Okay, so that's why I, I couldn't I I saw a Thursday night football commercial for the Redskins and I saw one for the Raiders, so I I didn't understand. I thought maybe there was two games because it's Christmas Eve, but Last that's what it is. They got them on Saturday, so so the Saturday game is Redskins versus Eagles. Yeah, in Philadelphia. Yes. Give me um give me Philly. Philly for me too. A one, what do you what do you expect that game? Uh, I, you give me, I don't know, I have no idea. <laughs> no, literally no idea. No idea, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be lying if I said I. Feel I mean, they're seven and seven. They're seven and seven. So I mean, how, how, I can't how, have how, any confidence. How confident are you uh, with with that pick, uh, DJ? No, I'm not really confident that pick. I mean, I, I just need the Eagles to win. <laughs> right. And they're at home. Redskins have been different away. Mm-hmm. Um, Eagles show up, then they don't show up, then they don't. They didn't last They're all week, over the place. so hopefully they do this week. If I was betting money, I'd bet on the Eagles. How much of that is just because the Redskins are on the road? Yeah, large percentage. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I I trust I trust um, Cousins and Deshaun Jackson and Reed over. Deshaun Jackson going home. He's done yeah. really good when he goes back there too. Yeah, and I I trust I trust them more than I trust. Um, Whatever the hell the Phillies are throwing yeah, out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> Stafford yeah. and the rest of them guys. Yeah. But hey. Yeah, Marco, boy, they just d- dropped the ball on that one. Right. What's going to happen with that? <laughs> I, I don't see him coming back next year. That's crazy. I don't see him coming back. He Come back for what? Well, he has no choice unless they cut him. First of all, why would you bring him back? His cap number next year is probably going to be something ridiculous. Yeah. And he's your four-string running back? Like, I mean, you know, I'd imagine he might be the highest paid person on the team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's your fourth string running back. I, I can't see that, that they'd be coming back. Mm. I, I I don't imagine him coming back. He'd have a job. Oh, yeah. yeah. He needs to go back. Just go right back. Yeah. Needs to be a do-over. My bad. Yeah. Kiss and make up and just go right back. And and, and, and Cowboys next year print the reset button. And they won and hit start with Tony Romo, run Des Bryant, the and, and we'll, we'll take him. You can run through the division. Yeah. We'll, we'll gladly <laughs> take him. Absolutely. I wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, you never know. When Gruden, Gruden might not play him. Alpha Morris ain't play all year. <laughs> Man, so we'll <laughs> gladly take him. I'm with you, bro. Next game, um, 49ers at Lions. See what I mean? There's a lot of bad teams. They keep playing each other, man. <laughs> yeah. 
when it's a lot of bad teams, they're going to have to play each other at some point. each other, man. I'm going to take a steal, steal a line out of you. Ain't enough televisions in this here basement, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't, can't get no run in here, buddy. Not at all. Not even Buffalo Wild Wings put that one on. Mm-hmm. Give me the – where are they at? They're at, at Detroit. Detroit. Give me Detroit. Yeah. Detroit also. Steelers at Ravens. Steelers. I mean, this is you know this, this is the one the rivalry. They should chance to go out on a limb. <laughs> What's my house? It's my chance to continue winning. You're a Raven. You're a Ravens. You're a Ravens house. God, I'm not a Ravens fan. <laughs> Just live in a Ravens house. <laughs> I'm not a Ravens fan. Uh, Steelers, Steelers here too. You think he's gonna bait me? I'm just saying when I when I got when I was up like that I was taking I was taking yeah. you know what I mean games so you're like giving that. me your keys to being four games <laughs> <laughs> thanks yeah, um, Cowboys at Bills <laughs> Bills have turned into a big disappointment yeah that being said Cowboys I, again didn't their coach last season just like didn't he just like he just didn't want to come back or something like I don't he basically said I don't want to coach Bills anymore. Yes, yes, that is that is that would be correct. It's crazy. Give he, me the bills, though. He quit, assuming that he didn't even get any other job offers. And I don't think he cared. He's like, <laughs> I don't want to coach the bills anymore. That is, that is actually very. I, I forgot all about that. Yes, he, he, that he did. Who you got? I got the bills. Bears at Bucks. Oh, we played TG this week. I'll take God. Um. I would go with the Bucks for no other reason other than they're my team. Um, if they weren't my team, I don't know. I would probably flip a coin. I'd probably go with them because they're at home too. Bears been looking terrible, man. Yep. I kind of feel like we've capped out though. I feel like we've what if there's exceeded expectations and we're at some point in time we gotta we gotta pick different games if I want to catch up. Four games back. Doesn't mean you have to pick the wrong game. Just Doesn't mean I got. I haven't picked the wrong team. I haven't picked the wrong games Every yet. Game I picked so far is right. This is a game here where it can go either way. I I, I lost on both of these teams. When I, when I, when I, when I thought when I thought they could when I thought they were supposed to win the game, both of these teams have let me down. So um, give me the Bears. I would probably say my winning percentage with the Bucks is pretty bad this year, in terms of like the games that I said they were going to lose, they won. The games well, I thought we'll they pick were the Bears and let me pick the Bucks. <laughs> I'm not right. picking another bad team to beat my team. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you pick the Bears. <laughs> Panthers at Falcons. In that dome. It's, it's, it's got to be the one because it ain't going to be the Buck, that's for sure. <laughs> um, get ugly in they, that dome. They just beat the brakes off of them people. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they just finished beating them boys. It ain't going to happen again. Again, I say it every week. I mean, I don't know if you're ready to admit that they're going to be 16 and 0. I still ain't really going for that, but Falcons are bad. They're 14 and 0 going against the Falcons, <laughs> I, bro. I feel you, man. I, I feel you. I feel you. I, I, I feel you. Give me the give me the Panthers still. Even though Cam was a little banged up last week, we hit him right in his under his. <laughs> he got hit. He did get hit. That's a big point. boy. I don't know, John. I think Jonathan Stores probably. Chilling for the rest until the um, that too into the playoffs. That too. How do you guys know. feel about the whole going for sixteen and zero versus not? How, what do you mean? Like resting the players and stuff like that. Nah, they gonna go. I think that would want. They would want to go for it. 
And what happens when Cam twists that good ankle and <laughs> that's what happens? When, that's what happens when you try and chase history. Give me the Panthers. If the Bucks though. had a chance to go sixteen. No, you wouldn't want them to. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm you mean I'm from a coaching coach, standpoint? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, so especially you when you have somebody like Cam, mm-hmm. somebody who's like that. That's all or nothing. Like mm-hmm. you lose Cam, then you cancel that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like some of these other teams. Like, oh, well, you know, the backup guy can come in there and game manage. Mm-hmm. Nah. And I'm not so sure they can afford to lose. Uh, can't afford to lose Norman. Can't afford to lose Olsen. Can't afford to lose Stort. Keekly. I get some key pieces on there that I would not want to lose. So you sticking with that pick? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> but I tell you what, I am leaving you the Falcons. You can pick them. Nah, I pick the Panthers. Can't afford to lose again either. I'm going to give you some insight. Matt Ryan makes some really good throws sometimes. <laughs> hey, man, don't we all know that. Colts at Dolphins. Goodness gracious. It's a bad read of football. That's okay. This this might be a chance. Here's your chance right there. Either way, I can, I'll, just take, I'll, I'll tell you. I'm about to tell you. You, you go pick. first. I, look, look, I go the opposite look, of you, buddy. That's what I, I said. I was I'll just tell you. You tell me which team, team you want. I'll let you pick for me. You tell me <laughs> who me, you want me, me to have, and then I'll take. I'll take them. How's that for you? You tell me who you want me to have. I'm letting you pick it for me. I'll take my chance with the Dolphins unless Andrew Luck plays. Unless who plays? Andrew Luck. Even if Andrew Luck, I I I can't see how Andrew Luck could be productive. All right. Well, After like not playing for against the Dolphins, it'll be with a lacerated kidney. So you said you're picking who? Dolphins. Dolphins. I don't even know the Colts are starting. But also, uh, where is the game in Miami? Mm-hmm. That's what Beck's still playing, right? He's beyond banged up. Yeah, he's another one yeah. talking about that concussion protocol when he got hit. Yeah, I was like, y'all, so y'all just gonna throw him right back out there? Yeah. Dude's 40. They, I mean, he's a back quarterback. He's not supposed to be playing 10 games. Um, Sure, why not? Sure, man. Sure, why not? In the spirit of fun. Why not what? Who you pick? I'll go opposite of you. Yeah, hey, I mean, I thought I, I would have switched my pick. Right? <laughs> he said, you okay? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you ain't married to neither, none of them teams. Nah. I'm with you. The um, Patriots at the Jets. Patriots. No. You don't know? Well, then go pick the Jets then. Patriots. Oh, okay. Um, who's this? The Texans at Titans. Texans. I guess you got to know who they're starting their quarterback. They're starting to do um. Mettenberger. They're not starting Mettenberger. That's who Titans. That's who played for Titans last week. I don't know who the Texans are starting. That's what I'm talking about. The Texans. Oh. Mariota's had a rough year, this man. That dude's getting beat up yeah. every week. Yeah. I'll take Texas, though. Um, hmm. Yeah, Texans. Okay. I wanted to go there, too. Um, Browns at Chiefs. Chiefs. He's definitely uh, – Yeah, I mean, I want – Chiefs. And they're in Kansas City? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to put them in, like, what, nine wins in a row? Something like that. Yeah. That's a lot of wins in a row, bro. Jaguars at Saints. Give me the Saints. Saints. Packers at Cardinals. Cardinals. Packers. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, they need it more than uh, – 
Then the Cardinals. How you guys ain't out there? You do too. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, Rams at Seahawks. 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 Giants at Vikings. That's 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 probably the most meaningful game I'd say of the of the week for us. Not for them. In terms of both teams, well, Minnesota's already clinched, but uh. Beckham, Beckham appealed. I don't know what's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. That's but uh, if, if Beckham doesn't play, I really don't like your chances. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm loving your chances with, with him. him. Yeah. But I really don't like him without him. I've seen I've seen Eli do better things. I, I, I'll get up with y'all. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> that's what the Giants do. When it's chips are down, they when the chips are down, I'll, 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 put, I'll put my money down on the Giants. And Eli and Coughlin, like you said, that for no no explanation for why that they they do it. I I got more faith in them than I do the Vikings. Yeah, you know, Eli Manning has shown me he's capable of doing winning bigger things than than Teddy Bridgewater has. That's for sure. Yeah. And if AP doesn't play, yeah, I'll take the Giants too. I'll take the Giants, but if, if I'll if, go out on a limb, take if, if ODB Giants. doesn't play, that's. That's that's that that hurts. Definitely hurts, but I mean, I, I, I'm not in love with your weapons outside of him. Yeah, I don't give him much of a chance. But moving Randall's been catching touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That is weekly. The Bengals at Broncos. Now there's a real game for you. Broncos. I'll go Bengals now. Yeah. It's at Denver too. Yeah. Interesting to see what the boy can do, AJ. Yeah, two backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Brock yeah. has gotten worse to me every every week. Yeah. He got Bengals, you said? No, Broncos. Broncos. I'll take the Bengals. See? But she's looking at you. Might got go back and listen to all the tapes <laughs> to make sure all the games are right. Because I, I, I've been a few weeks. I've been well, like, huh? I'm this many games back? I don't know. There you go. <laughs> That's we, it. Six, that was all. That was a Monday night game? Yeah. It's a good Monday night game. Yeah, it is. So I feel like it's the first time they got that right in a while. It's been about three or four weeks since we had a, a I feel like two, two Titans going at it on on Monday night football. Yeah, I ain't even pay attention much to the game. I was mad they had the game on one of them TVs last night. I'm like all these basketball games on. <laughs> games on. Yeah, that was a, that was definitely a. Um, it's it's been a lot of bad Monday night games this uh, year so far. All right, anything we anybody wants to say out here? Thank you. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody listening. And if you. If you uh, celebrate something else, Happy Hanukkah or whatever else may be. Let me ask DJ real quick. Um, have you heard about this um, situation in Chicago with the Bulls? No. Um, Jimmy Butler said that. Um, that Derrick Rose is holding his socks. No, we're talking about the coach. Uh, what's his name? Hoiberg. I heard a little bit of Jimmy Butler kind of. I saw the sound. Wasn't I didn't hear what he said before. Um, basically said that um, he. Doesn't coach hard enough, basically. He goes, he's too soft on the players, basically. Mm. And, hmm. um, that's coming after coaching from uh, what's his name though? Coaching yeah. they ran him into the ground. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm just wondering what your perspective is on. I mean, coaching styles. Is that do you have a preference, or does that really matter? I, I've I've had I've had in my senior high school and the college, I've had some tough coaches who get in your face, cuss you out, run you to the ground, and all of that, and it was fine with me and. I didn't feel like I necessarily needed it. And, you know, for Jimmy, 
he hasn't been in the league that long. And yeah, for him to be talking like that. Like Hoyberg has been a, a player in the league for a while. He's been on sidelines. Hoyberg, you know, he's been in way more locker rooms than Jimmy Butler has and he knows he if he's not that type of guy, he ain't he shouldn't have to get in your face and yell and find you or suspend you for you to go out there and do your job. And I don't I never need it. All you got if you tell me to do this, I'm gonna do that. You don't got to yell it or cuss it. But aren't you one of the – so when you're on his team and he says it, aren't you like, first of all, you speak for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, were you asking for Coach to be meaner and tougher on us? Like, I'm yeah. I'm baffled. By, like, who's asking for more – why? See, the thing is, like I say, Jimmy hasn't been in the league that long, one good year. And he's a good player. He's gotten a lot better. I'm I'm proud of Jimmy. But I, if, he, if he's the leader of the team, if he's trying to be the leader of the team, you get them – you get on them guys. And tell them to do that. That's what you have, you know, leaders on your team for veterans usually, who who going to get in them guys' faces and make them do that. The coach personality ain't, ain't got to be that. As long as he knows what he's doing, and he got y'all prepared for these games, and y'all know what game plan y'all have going into these games. I wonder what his mo- I, what his uh, motive behind that would be. You know what I mean to say that. And maybe, like you said, maybe a guy like Horbury who has been around in all these locker rooms. Do you ever think that maybe he? Know that the old regime beat you guys to death, and so his you know thought process was I'm gonna ease up on these guys, give them a yeah. little bit of a break, and yeah, mind exactly. you, exactly every year the Bulls limp into the playoffs, exactly. like literally, you know they're out there with six men because the because the team has been beat to death. That could have that could have been absolutely his mindset, knowing that you know your last coach was this way, and probably a coach you love because he you excelled under him, but. You know, everybody's like, you know, this guy got to ease up a little bit. I mean, at the end of the year, last year it was Gasol wasn't healthy, Noah wasn't healthy, Rose is never healthy, and you know, the whole team is held together by chewing gum and and yeah. and, and, and masking tape. You know what I mean? So it was like maybe just like maybe if we eased up a little bit on all these dudes' minutes and you know weren't beating them to death in the play and in, in practice and stuff like that. You know, maybe we could be healthy come playoff time. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean. To answer your question, I think I already did, but I don't. It necessarily doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't seem necessary necessary for a, him to say that. You have a job to do. You know what you got to do. You don't need nobody, you know, cussing you off for you to do it. I definitely agree that you have a job to do. Well, so, in the NFL, they always talk about like a, you have a player's coach, like a uh, Rex Ryan, versus like a Bill Belichick, who's just like, you know, he has his style. So I mean, maybe there's something. Maybe there's a little something to it. Maybe, or maybe just Belichick's just. But here's the thing: is that I, I I think that you're right when you say player coach. But I, I think a player coach he he doesn't care any less than a non-player coach. Yeah. You know, I mean, he doesn't expect any less out of you. He might not just feel like he needs to be a jerk about it. Right. You know what I mean? And and stuff like that. And and the perception is like Lamont always tells me. There's a perception about Belichick and that he's he is a player's coach. He doesn't bother. He expects you to do your job. Period. Right. Well, and if Jimmy you don't Butler, do your he, job, you're going to be gone. What he specifically said was that he needs to hold players more accountable. That means this, he's speaking in code. Somebody did something that he felt like they got a teammate did something they got away with it. Right. And if you and like DJ said, you hold them accountable for it. You know what I mean? If you right. want to be the leader of the team, you do it. Um, he might be speaking about Derrick Rose and that he feels like Derrick Rose. You know, whatever the case may be, Hillberg might have inherited Derrick Rose. It's not yeah. really what do you want me to do. You know, the guy's owed a gazillion dollars. He's, he's from Chicago. Like, what What am I going to bench him? Right. You know, bring him off the bench? That's not going to happen. 
the face of the franchise. So, I mean, if you don't like something, Jimmy, control yourself and worry about yourself. That would be my my thing. You are, I agree with you. You are a good player, and, you know, you're coming along nicely, and you might wish there were other things, but, I mean, easy, young fella. Easy, before you start critiquing coaches. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Players critiquing coaches in the NBA. You know? Easy, young fella. Some I, stuff is just, I don't know why people go to the media with. He's just frustrated because they had just got blown out by the Knicks by like 16 points. He was frustrated. So reporters in your face asking right, questions. But the, the thing is, the reason they lost isn't because somebody wasn't held accountable. For, it wasn't because the lack of sprints ran in practice. You know what I mean? Like, and they're gonna, and you're gonna lose games. This just in, you lose games in them. I think they brought Hoiberg in there to push them over the. Uh, I think they thought they were underachieving, and they're not really playing that well right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Rose is. I mean, even if there's truth to it, don't say it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, I mean, because we don't know. So it, it, all we can say is why, why would you say that? Definitely, even if there's truth to it, you know. Um, but take it a step further. There probably is truth to it. I mean, yeah. it came from somewhere. Yeah, it's, <laughs> probably, it's probably 100% true. I mean, it came from somewhere. I'm a doubt he, he's there, so I'm sure he didn't make it up. Uh, yeah, I have a meeting, a, a meeting with, with amongst your team about that kind of stuff. All right. Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Thank you, everybody, for listening all year long. It's been our pleasure to provide the podcast for you. Um, make sure in 2016 you guys listen out for A1 and TJ's show on another podcast. Me and DJ will be here doing our thing. You guys, I don't know what you guys will be doing. We got to do it um, at the end of the year. No, shows yeah, at the end of the year. No, like a. Uh, Thank you. you know, um, sporting events of the year, plays of the year, stuff that crowds you up throughout the year. I agree. That would, next, that, would, next. that would require preparation on my counterparts. They don't do preparation. All freestyle, baby. Yeah, see Everything's upstairs. We know it. We don't prepare for it. Freestyle. Um, that's what makes you great MCs like you. <laughs> that's, that's what that's what you no, I was. I, I don't. I was. It's funny. I was thinking about we should, what we should do for the end of the year, and I. I feel like the awards thing though is like by the time we do it, it's not gonna be saying anything different. Like you know, athlete of the year is it's like uh, you know Steph Curry versus Owens, and it's just like you know we gotta come up with something to make ours a little bit different. We will. Not you know must be here. I don't do no ribs. All right. <laughs> Thank you everybody for tuning in. Happy holidays. See you next week.